thoughts, we can turn on the stress response just by thought alone. We can think about our problems and turn on those chemicals. That means then our thoughts could make us sick. So if it's possible that our thoughts could make us sick, is it possible then our thoughts could make us well? The answer is absolutely yes. You're listening to the Weekly Call Podcast with Austin, Hammer, and John. Welcome. It's enormously important that you do have the right friends. If they make you a better person than you otherwise would be, that's the ultimate gift. It deals for the most part with success. It deals with people who you started your life off with and what success does to them. People look at you strange saying you changed, like you worked that hard to stay the same, like you're doing all this for a reason. Remind yourself, this fight that you're in, this is what will make you stronger. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Weekly Call. We were doing our weekly coaching call with Merlin beforehand. Got too, got too hot, got too in-depth, and then we had to start the podcast. So now Merlin is here. Merlin, welcome. Thank you. Uh, you are where again? Are you in Toronto? Yeah, Etobicoke. Oh, you're in Etobicoke now. Okay, Merlin in Etobicoke, Ontario. John in Kelowna, BC. Amer in Toronto, Ontario. Myself in Elmer, Quebec. John, I'll throw it over to you. Okay. Uh, Merlin and Austin and Ammer and John. I bet this, I bet this somewhat accurately, okay, vaguely, okay, um, describes your current condition, which is that you uh, aren't always anxious, but at times you feel like you're, you know, maybe sacrificing the present for some future outcome, okay? Like you, as in you're uh, sort of letting time pass by such that, you know, the next event will start. Like you might find yourself watching a movie and you're like impatiently, like almost waiting for the movie to end. So you can go to the next task or you're sitting somewhere and you're kind of like, man, I could like check my phone right now. Or uh, you, you maybe, you, maybe you have a project that you're anxious about the outcome um, you know, fill in the blank. Right. But, but there's always like, like a little bit of baseline whether you want to call it anxiety or just some sort of anticipation, like you could almost describe it. Like, like the, the sensation is almost like you feel like a, like a cat waiting for a mouse to come out of its hole. Like you're kind of just always waiting to pounce on the next moment, but you're not necessarily living the current one. Does that at all describe your predicament? Would, would it also fall under? Um, I like what I'm doing now, but I'm excited for stuff that comes later. Yeah, it's not even so much of like a dislike, a like of what you're currently doing, but it's a anticipation of something in the future, right? Like it could also even be that, oh, like I'm so excited for this future thing. But then because of that, you sort of, you're no longer actually focusing on what the present is. Like you're, you're like anticip- anticipating something in the future, right? Yeah, I would say both of those are accurate. And then it, it's it's anticipation with anxiety and just like like high blood pressure like adrenaline and it doesn't it's not like a good it's not like the thrilling fun feeling of adrenaline it's like like the fear the fear part of adrenaline yeah 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 well So the reason why I, the reason why I say that is because, so like that just I think is just the state of being human. 
like like as in like uh like if if you stay like if you're standing okay regardless of whether or not you believe in it or want to participate in it okay gravity just is exists so you're just you're standing there and you know you can try and jump gravity will bring you back like you know gravity exists right and i think that being conscious there's some sort of there's just there's just a there's a there's a way of being you know if, if, if you if you're a human you know whatever we all we have a condition that we all just exist in right which is that we basically fluctuate in and out of living in in the moment and then thinking about something else and then we think about that and then we kind of we're like a squirrel and then you're just you're kind of off doing your thing right you're you know you're reminiscing on the past you know, either like, you know, thinking about positively about it, negatively about it, whatever it is, you're anxious about the future, depressed about the past, you know, uh, in the present moment, you could be joyful, you know, but you're fluctuating in between in and out of like paying attention, basically. Yeah. And then, then, then yeah, there's just like I certain thought patterns. Yeah. There's just certain thought, like, like there's just like certain things that will consume your mind. Right. Like, yeah, I agree. Reason. Yeah. But then like, there might also be like, like, I don't know about you guys, but like one thing that I've like, I, that I've kind of noticed um, is that recently my phone has been a source of like, almost like a bit of a compulsion around it. Like it, like it's uh, like checking, like there's almost like a lottery effect to it or like a, like not a lottery, but like a slot machine effect to it in the sense that like, uh, like one of the interesting things, so like, because I have my phone on do not disturb, one of the byproducts of that is that I don't necessarily get notifications, right? Or like, at least I don't like, you know, if someone calls me, I don't hear it. But then the byproduct of that is that I'm then like always like checking my phone to see if I have a notification, but I don't know what per like, but it's interesting because it's, it's not like on my calendar, I have a, like a tap, like, it's not like I have like scheduled check like check notifications right or like so but so but my phone is like just infiltrated my life in that way right and the reason why i bring this up is because it's like now it's a part of the condition of just being john morgan now is that it's like the same way that i un, i just unconsciously breathe like i don't have to like think about breathing i also don't have to think about checking my phone it just happens like, so like if I held my breath, eventually I'd feel the urge to then breathe again. Well, like today I was watching a movie and about like, I don't know, like 30 minutes in, I was like, huh, I haven't checked my, like my body's like, like, I, I, like, like I, I want to reach for the phone that's not there. Like, cause it was in the other room and, and the sensation got so strong that I actually they get up, walk to the room and check to see if I had any notifications. Mm. Right. But fill in the blank in your life of whatever it is that you might be doing. Right. Like there, there might be something else that's like uh, your thing. Right. Like for some people, it might be social media or Facebook or or whatever. Or for some people, like email. You know, another part of it. Yeah. Well, do you know what's another thing, too, that's super interesting is that. So um, anyway, so but like. But that can like that 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 consumes <clears throat> you know energy and, and and a thought like because you know you walk over and then you check your phone. But then what's interesting is you have all these like sub habits to that as well. So it's like like you might walk over to your phone to check notifications, but then there's like a, a like it's almost like a like you're entering like a cheat code on San Andreas. It's like up down left right triangle you know x you know x circle square, 
it's like you check your phone and it's like you like bump through all the different sequences you're like you know what i mean like like you might like and i think everyone has a different sequence you know like so like when you check your phone like for for austin you might like i'm just gonna make up a sequence that may not be at all accurate but i'm just gonna make up you might check the sports scores, swap over to your email, swap over to your text, swap over to Facebook, swap over to Instagram, put the phone down, right? Like that's your sequence, right? I just, I, I think it's super interesting that we all have like these different sequences now, you know? And different, and different businesses are capturing your attention in that, in that short period of time that when you partake in that, in that sequence, right? I agree. That's what I'm experiencing. I don't agree that I want to accept that as like a condition of life, though. Like that's a lot of dead time. Oh, in my no, life. no. And for me, it's like not it's not just social. It's not social media that I'm even like it's not something like a phone that I'm struggling with or like a. it's like my thoughts are like so intrusive about like planning and scheduling and like mostly just that to a lot of extreme detail with like every task that I'm doing so much so I can't enjoy most tasks that I'm doing. Yeah. So it's not so much that you have to accept it, but that you can like do it more efficiently or, you know, like for example, breathing is just a non-negotiable, like you just, you, you know, if you want to be so, but imagine if like, this is how mm -hmm. I breathe, like <sighs> held my breath for like 15 seconds held my breath for 15 seconds, blew it. It's just like, that would be so inefficient. Like imagine just walking around like that. Like it'd be absurd, right? Well, that's how, if you think about it, that's just how a lot of people live their life when it comes to consciousness. Like they might be focused for like maybe 30 seconds at the very most on a task. And then they're like thinking about something else and then they'll get like refocused again and then they'll, you know, get distracted again, right? Mm -hmm. So it's versus actually just concentrating on on the task at hand or just or just yeah thoughtlessly doing it right i don't know and and then where it so so then i'm going to wrap it back through where it comes into uh gratitude merlin is you can you can run into this interesting thing where uh you can have a lack of gratitude or ingratitude towards your current condition because you're too busy thinking about what what your current condition could have been if the past was different or you're stuck thinking about how your current condition isn't some future condition that you hope to achieve man that's uh sounds pretty accurate yeah man and it's pretty i, I would say i'm usually yeah i'd say I'm, I'm also usually living in one of those two a lot say it again well basically like you, you can you can have ingratitude towards the fact that your past like so that your current condition isn't what you wanted it or want it to be because of some past events or you're thinking about how your current condition isn't as great as your future condition will or, you, or as great as you hope to achieve in, in the future right like so for example rather than just being satisfied with the current amount of money in my bank account i'm thinking about wow well, but like imagine like when i get to x number i'll be that much happier right but it's an ingratitude for the, for the present. Right. Or you could also be like, Oh, like if, uh, 
you know, like, cause there's a part of it, like of an ingratitude of like, maybe you don't book a big job or something like that. Right. And there's an ingratitude of like, Oh, well, my current condition would have been so much better if I had to book that job. Right. Or that client cancels a job and you're like, Oh man, my current condition would be so much better if I, if that client didn't cancel. Right. And so the, ex I think the acceptance of it though, um, and I'm, and I'm stealing this a bit from Sam Harris. Cause I just, I, I was listening to this and I just, I was like, man, that, that's just, that's just it. And I actually posted a little bit in the Patreon chat there. Right. Which is this idea that you're just constantly beginning again. Like you're just, you're just starting again. Right. Like it's, it's almost like you get distracted and then you start living your life again, you get distracted and you start living your life again. Right. And so it's, it's that beginning again, like at any, like, uh, like you can just begin again, as in all of your past events, no one like don't actually have to have an impact on your like on on your current condition like as in you can just you just you start again, again yeah right? yeah you're just beginning again right and your your future events you, you, they haven't unfolded yet right so you, you and it's you're speculating to the future so again you can just begin again you can just get back to the present right i don't know it's just an interesting it's an interesting thing because um like so much of like i feel like so much of like my life, but I'll, I mean, but this year in particular, I've spent most of my, my year being actually, I didn't even realize, like just so distracted. Yeah. Right. Like, do, do you guys feel like you've been somewhat distracted this year? L last year. And then in, in February, I was just like, I'm so sick and tired of being pulled in so many district. You know, you feel less distracted th this year. The, the past four months have been the best four months of my life. Like it, it, after the detox, like it seems so crazy, but to me, that was such a big, big, no, it doesn't seem crazy to me. It's, it seems big like, accomplishment. It seems like a, yeah. I mean, it, it make it makes perfect sense. I right? was I sick mean, and tired of just, just my, my current condition. And, and somehow I was just believing that my past and, and the, my business's performance is just, is what it is. And I'm like, no, like I want to start from the beginning again. And I don't want to keep checking social media and I don't want to keep, you know, remember when I told you about me hitting my head on the, on, on, on you know, against yeah. the, the door and you guys laughed, John, that urge that you felt that made you pause that movie and get up, I would feel, but then I wouldn't go towards my phone and I would just hold myself and I just live with it. And the way I would cope is just, I would drop and like do some pushups or do everything else that I wasn't walking to my iPhone that was in the kitchen cupboard above yeah, the microwave. breaking those cycles. Right. Yeah. And that was the, that's what I tried to keep explaining. It's like, that's the soreness that you experience when you go work out and you lift some heavy muscles. Yeah. That's yeah. the same soreness. So you're not supposed to give in. Like that's maybe you need a spotter, you know, it's like, yo, I need a spot right now. So you go like leave the house and go for a walk, you know, it's like something you need like a spot at that moment. Well, interesting so enough, sore. the gym analogy really works though. Right. Because it, it, yes. it, 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 it definitely seems like it's a muscle. Right. And yes, like, in the same way that uh, someone could, you know, get into really good, like get into the best shape of their life. You know, they could, they could run a marathon, right. And they could be, you know, could be running every day. If they were to stop running and whatever, they might retain some of that, some of that strength as in if they got back into running, I'm sure they could, you know, they, they, they could maybe get to a uh, back to their, uh, their, their personal best quicker than if they, you know, if they hadn't ran in the first place, but but they could still, you could get out of shape, right? Like as in you could be an NFL quarterback, you could be an NFL quarterback, retire, get out of shape and then try and get back into shape, right? 
and like mindfulness or I guess just coping with just the human condition, quote unquote, that seems to be some sort of muscle as well. Yeah. Right? That you, that, that like, I think that, uh, one of the things that I, that I've been kind of like hanging on to, um, this year and maybe even a bit into last year was, it seems like there's like, there's been times where my mindset has been stronger and there's almost a bit of like a, or at least there, there was, it's, I mean, you know, I think we're always getting into a state of being clear, but then it's, you know, it's, I, it's funny because in four years from now, you know, you, you're like, oh, I wasn't clear, but, uh, <laughs> but it, it, it uh, well, it's just, it, it's just, it's interesting when, when you get these, like these like rare moments of clarity where you're like, oh, like this makes perfect fucking sense why I feel a certain way. Right. John, would would you be open to putting yourself in prison to like stay stay present? Not actual like federal prison, but like a mental and reactionary sort of prison where you can't interact with your business, can't interact with your email, can't interact. No, with I Trisha. wouldn't. Why not? Because I don't want to. What do you mean? Well, well, hold on. I guess I'm assuming something. Are you having trouble with being present or no? I, I would say that uh, I, I, I would say that I've not really like in, 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 in like it's not so much that I that I've been failing to be present so much as I've uh, been very distracted, which I know it kind of sounds like the same thing, but no, it's not. Yeah, Let me yeah, ask you like, this follow-up so, question then. Uh, in a ratio, yeah. do you feel like you've been more reactive or active in your life? Yeah, so th this is it. Yeah, so very reactive. Like I said, I, it, it's very much like a mouse or sorry, a, a cat watching a mouse, waiting for a mouse to come out of a hole, right? So rather than driving certain results in my life, it's it's more of like making the most of what happens to me. I don't know is yeah. it, if, I don't know if, yeah, yeah. Which is interesting, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it, yeah, well, what would happen to your life if you removed all the things that you're waiting for? What if you built a barricade in front of that mouse hole for a couple of days so that it would be impossible for you to react to any stimuli and you were just forced to be active? Well, what's interesting is that uh, in the past, that's what I've done, right? Like, so any, like in the past, if, if you know, if there has been some sort of distraction or sort of, or sort of something that takes me away from that, uh, you know, that classic drive and ambition toward, you know, just that, that pursuit of a certain goal. Yeah, a push versus a pull. Yeah, but 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 like, but if there but if there was things that were weighing me down, I've usually been reasonably quick at assessing mm, this is not good, and I'll. But what's but. But, uh, um, you know, I think that there's a certain part, like, so like, you know, like when you're a kid, it's fairly obvious that like, you know, doing drugs is, is just like a, is an obstacle to, you know, or is a hindrance to you achieving, you know, uh, educational excellence. Right. Sure. For, at least for most of us. Right. But, it, but that's an obvious thing where like no one, it, very few people, I think doing drugs are like, yeah, this is like, you know, but uh, self-deception or like, you know, but even like some of the things of like, as you, you know, acquire more resources, success or money or whatever, 
there's there's things that can appear like they're not distractions that ultimately I think are actually distractions, right? Or there's just, there's there's like actions that you could be taking that uh, ultimately just aren't driving the needle in your life, right? Like they're not, like they're not actually contributing in in some positive way. Like, like, a, like a classic one, I think for a lot of people is like staying current, right? Because uh, like in, in a new cycle or whatever, something like that. Right. Cause there's so many things where like, cause, cause it's interesting because as you become an adult, it's, it's, there's actually like whole businesses and average, you know, there's av- like, there's all these different business models and, and uh, advertisers that are trying to convince you that this thing that, that you know, that like this thing that, that, that consumes your attention, right. Is not a distraction. Right. Like, as in like, you know, like, like, uh, like, you know, um, like a tourist place will convince you that you need a break. Right. Or that, you you know, Oh, come here. And like, you'll, you'll get your piece that you're looking for or whatever. Right. Or, um, some, you know, maybe like CNN is trying to sell you on how it's super important that you know, every detail about X, Y, Z current event, or you, you need to know, you know, where Russia is at in the Ukraine war. Right. Like all of these things that, you know, and even when you say them, it, it, you know, there's even like, I mean, at least for me that there's a certain resistance to like, yeah, but like, maybe you should know that. Or, you know, so there's, there's these things as you, I think that, you know, adult, right. That don't seem like distractions that really are right. Um, The fact that you knew what was going on with Justin Bieber was kind of weird for me. I gotta be honest. Yeah, exactly. Right. And like, but another one though, is it's like, uh, how often would someone check the value of their home? How often would I get a quote to, to check the value of my painting business? I mean, maybe at, at, at the very most once a quarter, if that, like it's probably not even like, I mean, for the painting business, maybe once a year, would I assess, you know, where, you know, what the value of the painting business is yet on the stock market, you can check the value of your business Monday through Friday and after hours, right? For every second and that, yeah, every second, right? And it's and, and that seems like it's not a distraction. You're like, oh, that's totally a distraction. Like what like what is that like what am I gonna do with that information? Right. Like what am I gonna what am I gonna do with that? Right. But also like my like your phone, right? Like if you're doing a task and then you think to yourself, I could have a notification. Is then I, I I should go check because what if I do? Like what if it's important? Right. And so you like you end up like living into this world of of like speculating on whether or not there's something that you're missing out on or that you're I don't know, or, or I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But what'd you say? It's, but you haven't answered my question. It's if you're feeling more, so it sounds like you are being more reactive than active. Uh, would you be opposed for a couple of days to create a new baseline to remove all the things that you're trying to react to? Uh, effectively, you're asking me if I'm willing to do the detox. Is that correct? Doesn't have that, to, it's not, it doesn't have to be a detox call it what you want to call it, but it could be just your email. If you're always waiting for an yeah, email, but I, I, missed I, I call from Justin. why would it only be for a few days? No, well, I no. hold on. Ideally it would be in perpetuity, but there's some things that you, I want, like if, if you have a compulsive need to always check your phone for a missed voice call or voicemail from Jocelyn, then that's an opportunity in itself to first take control and then come up with a better system that doesn't cannibalize your life. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Like, would you be willing to put a system with Jocelyn where for three days 
she's like not allowed to call you and she just has to try to solve problems herself. Well, I'd be open to thinking about it and then coming up with a solution. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. But, but of the, course, I mean, that's what else would, I mean, that's why I'm talking about it. Yeah. Okay, cool. So why, why are you bringing this up? I'm kind of curious. Like what are, what are some of the things that you've been trying to do or like, why did I bring up this conversation? Yeah, because we just took a whole bunch of like tangents. I'm just kind of lost. I don't know if that was originally a No, no, that, I think that was all on the same. I think that was all on the same starting point where we were talking with Merlin. That to me, that that all that was all one. That was all on the same string. Oh, okay, cool. But did, like, did, did did that? Do you not feel like the no, end like, of that? Like, can you just tie it together? Like, just tie it together. It's like you built to this nice thing. Just bring it, tie it together. Yeah, I'm not really sure what you're asking, man. Well, Merlin. Austin, do you guys, do you see what, I don't know, maybe I'm lost. I feel like what you're, you, what you guys are talking about is not really what I'm experiencing. I don't think I have a specific compulsive habit that I have an issue with. It's mostly that I have this lack of intention every day in my life with most of my actions because they are so routine that I don't have to be present with them. My body just automatically starts doing things like during the day that I planned to do, like, you know, like, from my morning routine through like the work I'm doing to like eating and then sleeping. And I don't think I have a lot of gratitude for any of those things on a daily basis because I just don't do it with intention because I don't have to, like it's in like a different part of my brain now. I don't like that feeling either. Cause I don't think I'm like super like grateful or like showing enough respect for the things that I I do have and I find like very few moments like get me to check in back to like I don't know like how lucky I am to be in my position and like I don't know show more gratitude for it I I think it matters when I'm communicating with people especially because I don't feel like I have as much like gratitude and appreciation for even like people when I interact with them on a daily basis and that really bothers me like I don't really want to live with that yeah well what's interesting is that the I think I find that the framing of of the task matters so much right like it, it almost like it like the framing it, it seems that you might have for some of these is that like they're just this mundane routine like chore that you have to do now right but like if you look at like, like, here's an example, but like two different types of framing. So if your car broke down on the side of the road and you had to walk two miles to the nearest gas station, right. You, you might find yourself being like, Oh, this fucking sucks. Like I'm having to walk to this fucking gas station. It's gonna take me like 45 minutes, you know, what, half an hour, whatever to go walk to this gas station. What an inconvenience. Right. But on a daily basis, you might also drive to a local park and walk three miles to clear your head, right? So from like, from a physical standpoint, you're walking three miles and you're just with yourself, but the framing of one versus the other is totally different, right? I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to really like, I think I mentioned this last time where one of the biggest obstacles that I've seen with new business owners or business owners that have never thought about their business as a business is how they perceive time and how they then therefore manage that time. And I feel like I have a pretty good, you're only as good at, at understanding a subject until you get to the point where you want, you need to teach it. 
and I got stuck pretty quickly. I'm like, hold on. I think I'm, I think like I'm maybe misunderstanding this stuff. So part of that research, I'm reading Brian Tracy's master, your time, master, your life, something like that. And in it, he gives a pretty good analogy of really like as humans, we have like only a couple of resources. One of them is like money and the other one is time. But when you go to spend your money, you have them in categories. You spend it on groceries, miscellaneous, transportation, financial, investment, right? But then when it comes to your time, oh, it's in my calendar. And then, oh, but but then, you know, if you're a little bit advanced, you're like, okay, this is time to work out. This is time to work on my business. This is time to drive. This is time to sleep. But where's the time to just, not do anything or a time to I mean the time to like the equivalent of that would be like not spending money. Exactly. So it's like, like you're, you don't have to be spending your time. No. Like where's the time to just like, where's the, he talked about, you need to put aside time to, to allocate time. Damn. So, you know, me and John talk about like a capital, capital allocation and how okay. that's like one of the hardest things you got to get to. Well, why is nobody talking about time allocation? Yeah, you know, that's actually something I was thinking about this weekend, Amber. I was thinking, I was like, man, this whole time, because uh, I had a conversation with Tristan where I kind of had my eyes open to some of the complacency that's been, that I've been experiencing in my life. And I was thinking to myself, I'm like, fuck, like this whole time, I've been trying to focus so much on capital allocation, which obviously important, but I've neglected time allocation. Like, and if you look at the, uh, I would say that the, 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 most valuable asset of my holding company is me as an individual, <laughs> right? As in, yes. I'm trying to drive shareholder value for myself, right? And and uh, the 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 great like the the great uh, the, I would say the the largest lever that I have, or the largest driver for the success and, and the net worth of that holding company is me. Yeah. As in, the difference between that business being worth hundreds of millions of dollars and just a few million dollars or a few hundred thousand ultimately be where I allocate my time. Yeah. Right. And then of course, allocate the capital, but hundred percent Amber, right. Allocating people's time, right. People will think, fuck, I don't know if I can afford to spend the $25, you know, to buy X, Y, Z, you know, uh, widget, but then they'll loosely just spend 25 minutes of their time. Right. A resource that you can't even get back. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. complaining on something or, being troubled by something else and so um that is something that i'm i'm just realizing that i suffered dramatically from the dunning kruger effect um you know meaning that i had so much yeah. confidence in the subject matter of time management because i knew so little and the more <laughs> i'm starting to learn about it the more i'm like oh there's an art to this what um so is 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 that uh what's that book you were reading master I, I don't know. It's like Master Your Time, Master Your Life by Brian Tracy. Very easy. Very like you can fly through this book, John, in like two hours. Master uh, your time and master your life. Yeah. I actually kind of like those cheesy self-help books. They're, they're, they're kind of nice because they're just they're simple. Like you can just, you know, master your life. Um, um, master your time, master your life. Yeah, that's 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 the one. Um, and, it, and, it, and it's so good, but um it seems so simple. Then obviously the other book that I have queued after that is the 80-20 principle. Uh, yeah. 
which you know most people apply to like their business, but you can apply to your life. Um, the reason, one of the reasons that you know taking three days off of everything like a detox is because all of a sudden you start becoming. Have you have you have you guys ever like counted money? Like with your I, hand, I've, like twenty dollars. Counted bills? money, yes. Okay. When you do it, you start realizing like how much money like you really have. Like you think like, oh, maybe you have $10,000 in the bank, but then you start counting like $10,000 in 20s. You're like, holy smokes, this is a lot of 20s. Um, there's a small effect of that. And then also when you just take three days off and you don't do anything, you're not responding to anything, you're not being pulled in any direction, you start realizing how much time you truly have. And then you, you start with like at the end of day three, you're like, oh my God, I have so much time. I, I can accomplish so much and you're now in control of it. Hmm. So yeah, it, it's like a really cool also side effect of it. So, well, like on a similar note to that too, uh, like on the money analogy. So the same way that you could, you could sign up for a bunch of random subscriptions and then forget about them, you know, maybe monthly subscriptions, annual subscriptions, et cetera. And they're just draining your bank account. You can, I, I, I have found myself signing up to these, like, uh, you know, like these time commitments or these distractions Dude, or, or I've built your these hab- yeah, I've built these habits that are effectively just like a, like a subscription on my time. Right. That that's just like leaking out of my bank account that I'm like, holy shit. Like how much do I spend on blank? You know, you're like, that's crazy. Right. And then also you could even argue that like money, I mean, money, this is where the, maybe the analogy between money and time breaks apart, but the efficiency of your time, uh, maybe there's an efficiency of money too, but like efficiency of your time as in like, uh, the difference between being absolutely pure, like locked in in a flow state for 60 minutes and then having 15 minute intervals where you're actually focused in between like maybe like 14 minutes of focus, one minute of being distracted it, it doesn't, it doesn't seem like you're like twice as, you're like infinitely more effective when you just get dialed in on something. Right. Well, it compounds on itself when you're in deep work, deep focus. Uh, it, 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 there's an exponential like graph when you're trying to solve a problem, you get deeper, deeper in thought and you can get like really, really um, just better and better at solving whatever you have in your hands versus you'll never reach that high level of thought and problem solving. Cause you, you, a notification is popping off or your tab that's open with your email goes from like 541 to 542. And you're like, ah, you know, I got to catch it. Well, you know, have you guys ever seen, um, uh, 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 you don't mess with a Zohan? I think so. Yeah. yeah. You know that scene <laughs> where like the guy's like cutting the guy's hair and he catches every hair before it hits the ground and the guy's like dude like what? that's sometimes how i feel with my notifications where i have to like catch every hair before it hits the ground versus just like letting them pool up right like yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Batch, that batching notifications is like so good like at five o'clock you just open up all your phone and emails and you just for like an hour and then you turn everything off Great. but do you find your current business model ammer is more conducive for some of these techniques that we're talking about, like, do you think that it's just merely an excuse that like one business model versus the other like, is more? Um, yeah. Like from like your, your business is purely outbound, right? Uh, no, not at all. What are you talking about? I have like leads coming in that I can, that I need calling and I need to call like all the time. 
there's like notifications of customers asking me questions to solve problems for them. I guess so you're, I mean, I guess your business, like any other business, like you have fires that put it on a daily basis, for example, like there might be like a customer trying to cancel or, you know, like, 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 cause did you service yes. your clients? Like in the sense of like, like you're actually actively having to like, I don't know, follow up on something or. Sure. Like, yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. Like sometimes if a customer falls off the face of the earth or they're not following through on stuff, I'm constantly messaging them, waiting for the response. And then when yeah, they respond, you kind of feel the need to like have them do the courses though it was meant to be done so that they experience what they're supposed to experience. Right. Cause if someone buys your course, you get paid the same amount of money if they do it or not. Right. Yeah. I am literally for these people, the only person in their life who can hold them accountable. Wow. That is actually like a, a reality. Like I just talked to uh, some guy I just joined the program today. He's out in Sydney, Nova Scotia. He's 45 and he's been, doing the same thing for 10 years. And when I asked him about his pricing system, he's like, I, I take, I, I, when he's quoting a job, he quotes it as much as he thinks it's going to take. And when he charges the price, he charges as much as he feels he can make on it. Oh my God. 10 years. It's for 10 years. And I don't even understand that pricing model. What do you mean by that? <laughs> like, yeah, no, no it, no, it literally just, means what I just said. Yeah. It oh, literally okay. means just what I said. Like he'll look at a room and he's like, I feel like a room like this would be like 500 bucks. Right. And then, and then even if it was going to be 500 bucks based on the client he's quoting and the, and like the, the house he's in, the neighborhood he's in, all these things. Yeah. He then takes into consideration, hey, what could I actually charge for this? Yeah. So he's got like two formulas. He's like, okay, I think it's worth <laughs> 500, but I think I could charge a thousand. So I'll charge 750, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or then you, you, you know, I always ask them because all these guys that come to me have kids. How many hours a week do you actively spend quality time with your children where the TV is off, there's no music in the background? And you're just looking your son in the eyes, playing with his toys and not thinking about something or checking your phone. Zero. When was the last time you went on a dinner date with your wife? A couple of years ago. Um, how often do you feel stressed or behind on work? Wait, is that, is that like, do you actually get that response where someone's like, yes, like they like think for a second. Yes. And they're like, I haven't been on a dinner date in a couple of years. Yes. Yes. I've had that answer last week. Yeah. That's super interesting. Hey. Yeah. Do and sometimes their wife is right were, next to them. Do you think they're aware of it or does it take them a second to think about it? No, are they no, like, no, no, no. John, this, these, some of these questions, questions they've never been asked before. I've once had, I think three weeks ago, I had these guys in um, Kentucky, husband and wife duo. And I asked the husband, if, what would your life look like if nothing changed and you kept doing what you're doing now forever? And he's like, oh, I don't know about forever, but in two years, she's probably going to divorce me. And she's like pregnant with their kid. Right. So these guys are making like this first ever investment. They buy the Milwaukee and DeWalt tools and the nice truck. And the first time in their life, they're they're. One of my preliminary questions is what have you done to learn the business side of things? What business book or business seminar have you attended in the past X amount of years that you've ran your business? Merlin, what's the, what's the answer they usually give us? They're like nothing. Zero. So yeah, I am literally the guy. It's me. I am the only thing that can possibly have their kids be able to afford university. It's me. This is this is kind of what we were talking about earlier, though, right? Where it, it like these guys got into a certain routine or they got into a certain habit and they stopped yes. driving their life and they just started kind of they, they kind of just like just like I guess 
distractingly is that a word they uh, unconsciously just kind of started just yes. living right like just yeah. existing mm. i wouldn't even call it living existing because <sighs> they don't like it kind of a that's kind of a scary reality to process hey oh it is which is why There's like a, a, i have yeah. which is why more than ever the success of my business has increased is because i'm just more present on these calls I'm just more of a figure of authority. I'm more just realizing what's at stake. So I can have like a three hour, like, you know, earlier today where the guy signed up, it was a two hour and 49 minute phone call with him and his wife where I'm just actually having him take a look at it. He asked me at the end, like one of the objections is, why don't I just go to university and, and you know, get a job like that? Or no, no, uh, get an education through that to walk him through because he's never been to university. So I have to walk him through why the university system is broken. Right? And he's like, oh, at the end, do I get a certification? Because most of these guys do things only to get certified. Like that's, and I'm like, yeah, like we actually do like at TradeArc, we do give you like a little bit of a certificate, but that's, <laughs> it's all baloney. The real reward is you being able to take your wife fishing for a week. Because that's what these guys just want to do. Let me, uh, uh, Austin's going to give me screen sharing here. Um, um, also, is... before you do that, John, just a quick question. Merlin, um, I feel like we started the podcast for you to get clear on this or, or something along the lines of this. I wanted to give you the chance back to kind of articulate your question better so we could wrap this up and move on. Yeah, I, I just feel like with the compulsive, I feel like the, John, the discussion on removing the I... compulsive. Just click end screen share. Oh, okay. <laughs> I feel like the detox sounds really effective for removing compulsive habits. I don't feel like it makes me more present in doing some of these like automatic routine things. And it's not because I think they're mundane. They're just like routine. They're, they just don't have to be deliberate. So they aren't. And so like I accidentally catch myself like in my thoughts a lot because it's easy to be in my thoughts when something isn't deliberate. Can you or name that. a few of these tasks just so I can kind of maybe get more clear about what you're actually talking about? Just like name like two or three. Uh, washing my face, taking a shower, walking around my house, walking anywhere, driving anywhere. And I drive a lot. So that's quite a bit of time. Well, cleaning. Back to the framing cooking. thing though, right? Like, um, and this, this is another kind of Sam Harris idea here, but again, I like it, which is that one of the easiest ways to have gratitude for the present is to think about in, in the Stoics talk about this too, actually, which is like a negative visualization. It's like, Oh, what you would do to just be in this position, right? Like you could imagine there's many like realities that you could, you could uh, like, for example, you could get into a crazy bad car accident. Both your legs are completely wiped out. Right. Or even look at Austin's situation, right? Like he was in a car accident, but yet he was like super grateful that he wasn't dead because he could see how close he was to dying. Right. Mm. Like, I'm sure mm. it was inconvenient, obviously, Austin, but I'm sure there was a certain level of gratitude. Oh, like, fuck. holy I fuck. Mean, yeah. Convenience right? was the last thing on my mind there. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But whereas interesting enough, if that thing wasn't lodged in his window, I bet it would just be kind of a, oh, this is super fucking inconvenient, you know? 
right? So if you were, but so uh, like when you say like, like washing your face, for example, imagine, mm. you know, at the end of like a, like a seven day, like backpacking trip where you haven't had a shower, like the entire time, or, you know, even two weeks and you're just like, holy fuck, I can't wait till I go wash my face. Right. So there's, there's so many moments where you actually would be so grateful to, to just wash mm. your face. Right. So there's almost like an ingratitude because of just, again, the framing of, of the event. You're like, Oh, just another face wash. No need to, right. Versus like actually like really like paying attention and like enjoying that, that experience. Like, like actually like sit, cause you might be thinking about something else while you're washing your face. Yeah. Right. Like, is that, yeah. Is that yeah. Yeah. Actually okay. thinking back to, I think this is probably last week's conversation. Amber, when you described the negative visualization you were doing about uh, your low white blood cell count. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel like I, yeah. Wait, did I, 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 did I, I share that with you guys? I think. Yeah. I yeah. Yeah. Oh, I you did with remember. Austin John. It was good night, John. I think. Uh, it was good night, John. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, John. Basically, I was sitting in the. I'll summarize in like three sentences. I was sitting in the doctor's office, waiting to see why the hell I have white blood cells, and after missing a missed call at seven a.m. in the morning from them, I just imagined that I had leukemia and I was going to die in six months, and then I just appreciated the present. And I'm like, well, if there was six months for me to live who would be this my successor in trade arc who would be my successor on this uh, podcast what should i be doing with my brothers and friends should i would i be still be working out and then i just kind of realized well okay i have a rough idea of what that's going to look like now i'm just going to enjoy the present and then i started looking at trees and realizing oh my god i have no idea what's the difference between a coniferous and deciduous tree i'm going to go just like read about trees and then i read about trees until the doctor came in and it was like yeah you're fine yeah interesting right so yeah it instantly focused you on the present yeah it was like a sp mm. splash yeah. of cold water yeah yeah i had a similar experience where the first podcast we ever did it was called uh health scares or something episode right? two that was yeah. yeah and i talked about uh this like i i've talked about it a few times on the podcast but i have this thing called angioedema where essentially your body can't differentiate between um, being depleted or stressed and having an allergic response. So like if I'm depleted, underslept or stressed for like, let's say more than 24 hours, I will swell somewhere, my face, my hands, my feet, whatever. I take medication to control it, but it's a super rare thing that doesn't happen to very many people. Uh, it's an immune system uh, type of immune system inefficiency or disorder. And, um, when I, when I first started getting the symptoms for it, it only was happening in my joints. So it was happening on like my hands and elbows and wrists. And so when I went to the ER eventually, cause it was like getting out of control, I was like, Hey, I'm like a puffer fish, like Jesus Christ, what the hell's going on? Um, the first doctor I saw was like, yeah, you have junior rheumatoid arthritis. I'm like, which, which means what? Essentially means that like, well, first of all, this is permanent. This isn't something you can get rid of. Uh, but arthritis is like, essentially, it, there's extreme pain and discomfort because there's uh, nerve endings that aren't really working that well. Um, I actually, to be honest, it's actually kind of hilarious, but I, I kind of forget exactly what it is or how it works, but it's extreme discomfort in your joints. I don't know like the 
for the rest of your life. I think, I think I think your joints are breaking down because like yeah. at the end, like someone who has like really bad arthritis, like will like they'll like end their life yeah. like this. Yeah, know? like like they'll be all. You know. Yeah, we could probably Google it, or if we you know if we had like a Jamie or something, we could probably bring it up. But like. Uh... <laughs> No, everybody has iPhones. They can Google. They can just, they, they can just Google uh, arthritis. Oh my god! <laughs> the blood thing. Uh, John just did the blood thing with his fingers. Um, oh. Hilarious. But yeah, so but I remember thinking that, and I was like, Jesus, man! Like I, you know, here I am. At the time, I was like 22. I was like, I have arthritis, I guess. Like, this fucking sucks, you know? And then 24 hours later, they're like, oh, no, yeah, you don't have that. You have uh, this other thing. And I was like, okay, you shouldn't be throwing this. You know, first of all, I was like, cool it with the fucking quasi-diagnosis off the cuff, you know? Throw around arthritis. Yeah, man, we're going to chop your dick off. You're like, what? (laughs) And then it's like, oh, is your name Austin? Oh, no, sorry, wrong guy. Wrong guy. (laughs) Yeah, man um but it just made me think like it's crazy how that would have just totally reframed and now that i don't have arthritis i'm living my life differently but if i had arthritis even if someone even if someone misdiagnosed me with arthritis and i didn't have it but they let me leave the hospital thinking that I did, then i would have uh i would have lived differently right dude oh for sure there's a lot of diagnoses that you could get that would definitely change your life yeah we have to cut your dick off would definitely change the way I would think about life for sure. Um. I know it just keeps coming back to it, but a lot of it is just you being practiced. You just need to practice being present. Yeah. And I'm going to ask you this question again, ever since three conversations ago in the past month, how many times have you meditated for more than four minutes? Are you asking me? No, Merlin. Oh. I think zero. No. Like, unless, like, I see this as, like, whenever you're trying to solve something, Mm -hmm. like, we need to run an experiment at least. Like, we need to hold one. We need to start one variable at a time. So instead of trying to, like, recreate the meaning of life, why not just meditate for a month and see if that solves it? You know, um... Uh, like uh, Merlin, do you think LeBron James practices basketball? Yes. Why do you think he practices basketball? He's the greatest of all time. Why would he do that? Uh, I don't know about that, but yeah. No, allegedly, allegedly. Yeah, yeah. I, he's like I at least it. top yeah. five of all. You know. Oh yeah, yeah. top yeah. two. Yeah, but. Uh, three, there's, almost ten, a, there's almost a there's almost I would say there's actually a like a pretty sick like okay the other day and, and again this is me kind of just being a little judgmental but I um it's me being very judgmental but anyway it was just kind of like it was just it was just like a, an event that I was like man that's super interesting I was I was driving to I, I showed up to the gym and there was a guy sitting outside the gym and he was just fucking popping you know those guys who are basically giving a blowjob to their cigar? Like they're just they're so into it, you know? Have you ever seen that happen? I have, yeah. Anyway, this guy's like this like like not like super fat, but like just like this like you know, big kind of pot belly dude just hogging on this on this cigar, right? John took that and personally. <laughs> no, but he like he had like his like he he had like his like he had like this like uh like old like maybe like a 2008 
Audi, like kind of double parked. And he was like sitting on the hood, just like hogging on this cigar. I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm speculating here, but yeah, it seemed like, he, yeah. There's like a certain arrogance to like, just not working out as in like, you just like, you just, you just don't work out. You just let your body do it. Yeah. And you're like, who gives a fuck. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, there's also a certain arrogance to just being like, I'm just not going to practice mindfulness. Like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna like, yeah, no, I'll be totally fine. Like, I don't, I don't need to practice that. Like, I, like I'm such a superior human being that I don't need, I don't need this mindfulness thing. Right. The I'll same way. Let, that, like, yeah. I'll just yeah, let my like, mind imagine, wander. Yeah. I'll just let it do its thing. I'll yeah, let my mind I, and thoughts entropy. Man, I'm actually crazy. I never thought about yeah. that. Right? Like Merlin, like yeah, what I feel sense. like right now, what I feel like, I almost, I almost feel like the reporter. Like in, I'm uh, hogging on a cigar sitting on my 2008 no. Audi. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, what I actually feel like, actually, can I screenshot? Yeah, no, you I don't can still screenshot. Screen no, I don't oh, want to okay. screenshot this, but, but I, I, I feel like uh, Merlin, have you ever seen the video of Alan Iverson talking about practice? <laughs> no. no we need to screen share this yeah let me just see if i can oh man we all I don't know think i can is. do this we all know what it is anyway merlin i almost feel like I'm i think that goes against the crowd. no but isn't that against your point no because merlin because merlin gets in here and she like every every week we talk about meditation oh. she's like we talk about practice we talk about pra- we talk double practice meditation. Like she's just like come on like, give me give me the real stuff meditation i don't need that i'll play oh, games you know i don't i don't need no practice the context for this merlin is that the yeah. uh there's a there's a basketball player alan iverson who's taking heat for not practicing well or or skipping a practice even skipping though showing up late just not ultimately just not taking practice seriously as in like dude like i'm like one of the best in the league this is you merlin but my oh no, <laughs> I miss practice, and y'all hear it, then that's that. I mean, I might have missed one practice this year, but if if somebody say he doesn't come to practice, it can be one practice out of all the practices this year. That's enough. <laughs> if I can't practice, I can't practice, man. I'm hurt. I'm hurt. I mean, simple as that. It ain't about that. I mean, it's, it's not about that at all. You know what I'm saying? I mean, but it's it's it's, it's easy to, to to talk about. It's easy to sum it up when you just talk about practice. We sitting here. I supposed to be the franchise player, and we're in here talking about practice. <laughs> I mean, it, listen, we're talking about practice, not a game, not a game, not a game. We're talking about practice. <laughs> Not a game, oh. not a, not not the game that I go out there and, and die for, and play every game like it's my last. Not the game. We're talking about practice, man. <laughs> I mean, how silly is that, man? We're talking about practice. I know I'm supposed to be there. I know I'm supposed to lead by example. I know that, and I'm not I'm not shoving it aside, you know, like it don't mean anything. I know it's important. I do. I honestly do. But we talking about practice, man. What are we talking about? Practice? We talking about practice, man. We, talk- we talking about practice. We talking about practice. We ain't talking about the game. We talking about practice, man. When you come in the arena and you see me play, you see me play, don't you? You see me give everything I got, right? But we talking about practice right now. We talking about practice. Man, I look, I hear you. I, it's funny to me too. I, I mean, it's strange. It's strange to me too. 
but we talking about practice, man. <laughs> we're not even talking about the game, the actual game, when it matters. This is we're not on practice. loop. This is not on loop. Two, two minutes and 22 seconds. Oh, Wait, my run. God. I almost I'm feel like guy. you're that guy. I feel like every week we like, you're like, we're talking about life. We're talking about uh, mindfulness oh, again. Sorry, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, we're talking about life. We're talking about practice. Yeah. We're talking about <laughs> oh mindfulness. My God. <laughs> you, you come, you come in every week, Merlin. You're like, guys, like, I, you know, I'm a really good student. I'm really healthy. I go to bed on yeah, time. Yeah. I follow my job. So I, yeah. You know, I play the game of life real well. The game. If we're talking about the game, Deloitte. We're talking about Deloitte. I work at Deloitte. We're talking about the game. But we're over here talking about mindfulness. mindfulness? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about mindfulness, man. Oh my god! No, I, I, like, I know it's I know I it's important. You. I hear you. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. I know it's important. <laughs> I got, it's confusing to me too. It's confusing yeah. to me too. It's funny to me too. Mindfulness? <laughs> what you want me to turn on an app? <laughs> like I'm gonna die. Ryan, who? <laughs> Holiday? Hey guys, Austin here. Just wanted to check in mid-episode and thank you so much for your ongoing listenership and commitment to the podcast. We have some of the most enormously positive data with regards to how long our listeners listen to episodes for, meaning we can tell the vast majority of our listeners listen right from the first to the last second of the recording, which in the world of podcasting is just completely unheard of. So we wanted to just stop in here mid-episode and say thank you for being you. You guys are absolutely awesome. Because of this overwhelmingly positive data over the last two years, we decided it would be a great idea for both us and our listeners to launch a Patreon. A Patreon is essentially a platform that you can subscribe to to get more connected with myself, John and Ammer, and the podcast as a whole. So whether you're a massive fan of the podcast and want to get direct individual coaching from myself, Ammer, or John, or want to just have early access to episodes and chip in a few dollars a month to help us take this podcast to the next level, bring on more guests and provide more value, there are tiers that are built for you, I can guarantee it. If you wanted to look into Patreon, get more information about how you could gain more value through the podcast and really augment your listening experience, you can check out our link in our Instagram at the weekly call pod on Instagram, or simply press pause on this episode, go into the show notes, click the Patreon link and check out more details about the tiers we have available there. Thanks so much guys. And thank you so much for continuing to listening to the weekly call podcast. Now back to the episode. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. It's so hilarious how he gets disturbed. He's like, but we're talking about practice now, man. <laughs> 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 yeah merlin at, at this point like yeah. we need we need to hold some <laughs> variable steady and like the only thing that we need to try and test now is your mindfulness yeah we just need you to practice and we just need to know if if, if, if anything happens <laughs> okay what funny. a great clip dude such a good clip i i actually i hadn't seen the full clip in so long that really I, that I forgot about like how ridiculous that event was yeah I, I remember it being like yo this guy's really cool like he's just like switched the whole room on his side i remember you know, thinking everybody's the same laughing thing. yeah i remember thinking the same it's thing like too. yo oppositioning like he's being super but you know what but you know what's interesting i think alan iverson has zero rings 
No way, really. Yeah, I think he has zero there. rings. Yeah. Wow. No, he definitely has zero rings. How many championships oh, does Allen Iverson have? Definitely zero. He never won an NBA championship or ring. Where? Doesn't that work out perfectly? Oh. Yeah, but Merlin, imagine getting to the rest, the end of your life, you know, and just realizing right. shit. Right. I mean, at least the NBA, you know, yeah. at the end of it, maybe you know, you retire and you can like you have a second life, but you don't get a second chance in this one. Yeah, nothing, nothing to show for it for Allen. Well, not nothing to show for it. Like, <clears throat> hold on, this actually segues nicely into my screen sharing, though. Okay, Merlin. Uh, obviously, does that help? To join, but I do want to. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. That does help. Okay, awesome. By the way, uh, you guys. just if you guys are listening, this is like you know this is Merlin. She, you know, she helps us with this podcast tremendously. Uh, she's out there managing our Instagram, managing the back end, And, uh, yeah. So shout out Merlin. Mm -hmm. And do if, I get an official position title yet? Yeah. We gave it to you last week. Wasn't it? Uh, yeah. You're the senior executive <laughs> vice president really, of, really of marketing and, and communications, operations and communications of social media, Instagram marketing slash social media manager global yeah throw global. that into your linkedin title <laughs> worldwide Glo global yeah global, global worldwide yeah mr worldwide <laughs> yeah prestige status as well yeah diamond and, level yeah. and yeah. chair chair yeah. yeah yeah and the director that's your position something. merlin you yeah. can print the business cards yeah. <laughs> thank you <clears throat> So if there's ever, the reason I say this is because if the, this is kind of what we do this with Merlin every week, sometimes for 30 minutes, sometimes for an hour, uh, sometimes less. Before, but we, if, if, before we start the podcast. So if, if any, right now there's no openings, but if there ever is going to be an opening in the future for, for this podcast, you know, opportunities like this will arise. So yeah, thank you, Merlin. John, what John. do you have here on the screen? Describe what you're looking at. <clears throat> this, uh, this is a interesting reframe. So each of these is 10 years. Can you see my, my, my cursor? Yep. Okay. So 26 years old. So that's where I am at in my life. Yeah. That's right where, where I am too, but roughly. Yeah. Okay. Here's your life in months. So like, yo, did you just listen to that, that episode of where, um, you tim ferris oh yeah. yeah where sam sam harris yeah. talks about this yo i listened yeah. to that what a great little snippet of that dude totally. unreal catch me I you also i listened to that did you also oh so amazing yo, i listened to it in the car with my mom <coughs> we were driving home from montreal and her and i ended up having one of the best conversations i've ever had oh, with my mom so after that podcast mm -hmm. because like i re we so realized that like we maybe have if she lives until 80 85 uh, we maybe have another like 200 at the pace we're going right now of seeing each other we would see each other another like 190 times or something yeah dude i was t i was so my grandmother i see her maybe like three times a year and she's maybe got like 10 years left i mean i'll maybe get to see my grandmother another 30 times that's nuts at the current and then rate. it's it that's over it could be it could also be uh Less. 15 times yeah like you know she's 75 like she could die yeah. at 80 yeah like and then, did he talk about the last time on that too? Was that one of the segments? The last Yo, time. Yo, yeah. what are you talking about? You Catch could also die here. tomorrow, though. Like, it could be, it could be zero. Amber, 
we're basically talking about this chart, which yeah. is that if you like, just how, like how much life do you have left? You don't know, right? Like I'll, I'll go through this, right? So here's your, you know, here's your life in months, right? As in like, you have a punch card of months, right? Here's your month in weeks, right? So, you know, obviously a lot more, right? What John's looking at here is what looks like <clears throat> a, a grid of squares where at the top uh, you have the okay, from, well, left, hey, from left to right. For everyone, I highly recommend that if you're not driving your car, you stop what you're doing and just look up the website, wait, but why your life in weeks. Okay. <laughs> and if you're driving, pull over and look this up because it's really going to help this conversation because it'll just really put in what we're looking at. Right. But here's this. I like this one. Because it kind of gives you an idea of like, here's your early life, here's your elementary school, your middle school, et cetera, right? Like in all different. Wow, that's you know. really cool. What do all those lines mean? <clears throat> These are like, like average amount of time a couple will divorce and stay together. So like right here, you know, like, like, so from here, from this pink line to this black, like that's, that's the that's average, how the average amount of marriages last. <clears throat> yeah. Here's an interesting one though. That's so short. Right here's an interesting one this one's crazy what are we looking at here these are all like different famous people that have died right so like you think you're going to make it to like 100 but meanwhile here's this chart no way, man. right and what you're basically seeing here you have steve jobs abraham lincoln michael jackson None of them made it john to lennon jfk elvis mozart Martin Luther King, Merlin Monroe, who are on average have lived up to 50. I mean, it's kind of a bad example because, I mean, these are like, like this, this whole top list is all people that OD'd. And then the rest of these people are they got assassinated. Or got, the only person who didn't get killed basically here is Steve Jobs. Yeah. The only one that didn't OD or get shot is Steve Jobs. So Did Elvis Actually, OD? Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah. I, I don't know if Mozart did, though. But everyone Mozart else got was on that crack though. pipe or what? I don't, you know what what happened there? I don't know. But Steve Jobs <laughs> just had cancer. So, and then uh, I don't know. I don't know. What Tiger what Woods major is, championship. But... No, no, hold up, hold up. Tiger Woods major championship and Roger Federer Glam Slam Grand Slam championship. Oh wow! And then look. Yeah, he hasn't. Damn, you just realize how small of an interval of time people truly have to like accomplish stuff. Yeah, but also look at this one too, right? Like Tom Watson's when he was one six foot putt away from winning the British Open, you know? Like, so Tiger Woods has got a lot of time between there. Six foot putt. <clears throat> you don't miss a lot of those on the simulator, do you ever? This one here is interesting too, because this one shows like when people made huge developments, and you'll notice that they're all in like their 30s and 40s, but like nothing afterwards, right? So, yeah. Damn. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. It's, just, it's just an interesting website, right? Yo, if you're listening to this, pull over or stop what you're doing. Just quickly scan this website. Uh, this wait, one's interesting wait, too. So wait, this spoon is roughly full of half, half, uh, half carat diamonds, which is equivalent to every week in your life. So this 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 spoon is roughly what do you your mean? life in weeks. Like this spoon is as many diamonds as weeks as you have in your life. Huh. So when you like you know like when you were making cinnamon toast as a kid and you're like sprinkling the cinnamon on there, right? Yeah, that spoon. Yeah. Anyway, that's 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 all I wanted to share. That um okay so hold on kind of a side tangent here but that that podcast with the Tim Ferriss or with yeah yeah. 
Tim Ferriss, uh, Ammer, basically Tim Ferriss is kind of almost opening, like he's, he's experimenting with like, I would say like a supermarket of podcasts. Yeah. Where basically, so smart. It's actually a really smart thing. So basically what he's do doing is he's leveraging his platform to basically have small snippets. Effectively, you could say like previews or like highlights from other people's podcasts. So they get to like, they basically get to showcase their podcast on his podcast. Right. And so he had this one episode that had like eight different snippets from different podcasts. I only listened to the first one, which was Sam Harris. And then afterwards it went to this guy named Peter Tia, which I instantly was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. They were talking about colonoscopies like instantly. Did you hear that? It was dude. It was like, honestly, like, like Peter Tia, like I'm sure he's a smart guy, but he started talking about like, I hate, I hate when medical people yeah. start using abbreviations that are like, okay, fucking dick. Like, dude, like, yeah, not all of us are doctors. <laughs> like what the fuck yeah, are you he's talking like, so I had to go get that RHD test and you're like, okay, instantly I'm out. Like, you know, I don't yeah, know. He's like, yeah. He's like, yeah. The ALCP yeah. chromosome. But he has a really good testicle. episode. Like, what? Like, what are we even talking but we, about? We do this all the time when we say eight point phone call, student works, franchise model. You know, door to door canvassing, cold calling. We do all. I feel the like same you could shit. understand what an eight point phone call is more than the ALCP chromosome. You know, XY ventricle thing. You know, like it's just. I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't know, John. I think that's biased. Yeah, today but I we, do get what we you're use saying. like the word detox. Like, what kind of detox are we talking about? Like a green detox where you just drink green juice? It's like this. Okay, Amber. Like so fair enough. <laughs> However, we don't. We're not showcasing our podcast. If you if you were here, yeah, thank yeah, you, yeah, listener. Yeah, but. You know, it's a different thing. This was supposed to be like a, like a, like a, like a presentation on Tim Ferriss's podcast for people to come listen to their podcast. So I'm saying my only perception of of, the, of Peter T's podcast is that I don't understand a damn thing he said. <laughs> mm. Like if if we were to release, like if, if we were to like release a snippet of our podcast onto uh, Tim Ferriss's podcast, like as a preview, I wouldn't pick a section that has a bunch of jargon. I would try and pick a section that was like very appealing or something that would be easy to understand that would offer like immediate value to the most people where, whereas Peter Tia was talking about like colons with like jargon. I'm like, dude, I, I mean, I guess so. <laughs> like, yeah. like, I, I don't know. It was just, it was hyper specific. I don't know. But the Sam Harris part was really good. And one of the concepts he talked about was the last time he's like, went like, Without you knowing it, there will be a last time for everything in your life, right? Like you were to die tomorrow, you know, when, like, when's the last time you would see your mom? When's the last time that you, like, for example, what's the last painting estimate that you did? Like, did you know it was going to be your last painting estimate, right? What was the last eight point call you did for a painting quote, right? When's the last time that you collected a check, like from, uh, um, like from a painting client, right? Or when's the last time that, you know, I don't know, just like even like getting slapped by a girl. When's the last time you got slapped by a girl? You're like, fuck, like, did you know that was going to be the last time that you got slapped? I don't know. Right. But it makes you rethink when you're doing something like, you know, like when you hug your girlfriend goodbye and she's going away for a weekend, that might be the last time you see her. Right. And so then it makes you rethink your life because like, well, do you really want like, how do you want your performance? Like your performance to be like, or like, uh, like the, the greatest, in my opinion, the greatest last time of all time. Do you know what I'm gonna say? No. 61 points. <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah. Kobe. That Bryant's was probably, last come on, that's one of the best. That's one of the greatest last, last 
times of all time, right? Last time he played an NBA game. But did he yeah. know? But hold on. So, that, but interesting enough, so he knew it was going to be his last time. He left it all on the court, right? Yeah. Do you think that he knew it was going to be his last helicopter flight? No, the of last not. time that he said, no, I know, but it, it makes you really think, though. So, either this is, it was just a good, it was just a, like, again, like it was just another interesting segment in this podcast where he's just talking about the last time of things and how your perception of things might change if you kind of live like here, here, here's a hot take something why does that matter like why is that why does that have to be an emotional thing it doesn't have to be an emotional thing it's just a, it's just a reframing of you mm-hmm. you could do okay. so many tasks and not even comprehend that it could be the last time you do it like i might drive out to nelson for example a certain way and like i might take it for granted that i can drive out to nelson that way but what if there's a huge rock slide and i never get to drive that way ever again would i re- you know like I probably would like if I knew it was gonna be my last time, I would probably do it differently. Right. But the the trick is that you never know when your last time is gonna be for a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah, but there's some things like I kinda look forward to the last time I check my email. That seems like a pretty exciting time to get to. <clears throat> hey, fair enough, Amber. I mean, if you don't get any value out of, of the last time thing, then you know, I I don't no, know. No, I do, I do, I do. But like, you know, I wanna just test the limits of that idea. I guess <laughs> yeah, you don't want it. Seemed to. Like you, it seemed like you had an unnecessarily skeptical question about something that's just like not even like a there's nothing to be skeptical about it's just it's just stating i like to question things i don't know no no there's nothing to question there it was the one thing that really (laughs) shook my mom up in the car when we were driving home is that uh without knowing it as a parent there's a last time that you will ever pick up your child yeah right from school or something like that no 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 pick up like pick up physically oh interesting yeah did you then did she then try and pick you up <laughs> i was like mom let's go crush this 200 pound squat uh but no like i i was like because she we were driving home from my graduation uh in montreal and i mean i don't think my maybe my sister will do an, a degree uh, after of some kind at this point she has a great job as a primary school teacher. I don't see her going to do a degree. She could, but like, it's just, you know, who knows? And then she realized that that was probably the last graduation she would ever attend for her children. You know, and then she realized she'll never pick up her children again, like physically. Like she realized that long ago. Obviously my sister's 21 and I'm 25, but um, there's all these things that I was literally watching her talk through and I'm like, damn, that's actually pretty crazy. Like I haven't even had kids yet. And all those things seem so exciting. And then I don't know when it's going to be the last time. Right. It's a weird. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, even like, uh, I remember there. um, So I had like my first, I got a girlfriend, like in grade nine and 10, I I dated for two years. And, uh, you know, like we took each other's virginities and like, we were, you know, like we, like it was like, it was like a serious. uh, Was this the crazy girlfriend? No. Okay. No. Jesus, man. No. What? No. Was that the, I don't know, the crazy girlfriend? I <laughs> no, John did funny. have an actual psycho girlfriend. No, no, she was not crazy. No. I mean. Yeah, dude. He I don't said buy it into that. No, no, no. no I don't sorry, buy into the d- crazy girlfriend narrative. No, 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 no. no. This was it. not one of the, this was not that, this is not, no, no. Amber, I could tell you stories about the podcast. She was definitely crazy. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But no. Um, Amber, no, you definitely Sydney. don't remember. Yeah, okay, go ahead. Sydney, um, Sydney was not crazy. No, Sydney was great. But I mean, like, yeah. I like used to go to her house every day after school. Like, we were like, you know, like we were best friends. Let's get Sydney on the pod. I met her. 
I, uh, no. I, you know, I met, I met her, you know, like I was really close to their family. Like, you know, I, like I, like her little sister, like, 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 like I was a part of their family, basically. Like I would go on trips yeah. with, them, you know what I mean? Like, you know, uh, and, uh, but it just occurred to me, like, like, I'm like, huh, when was the last time that I saw her? Like, you know, like, like I didn't know it was going to be my oh, last yeah, yeah, time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Yeah. You know, I think the last time, cause we were friends after we, uh, after we broke up. So, um, but even like, uh, or, or for example, um, in grade 12, there was, uh, this, this person that I was friends with, uh, her name was Erica and, uh, she would pick me up every day basically and bring me to school like cause she had a car. So she'd pick me up and we'd drive to school. It was just way more convenient than the bus, obviously. And we'd have these great chats and I don't know, I would tell her about all my dreams in my life. And, you know, it's just, it was just a good conversation. Sometimes if she wasn't going to school, she'd even still pick me up to drive me to school. Cause she was just like that good of a friend. Right. I like, when's the last time I got a ride from her? Yeah. You know, yeah. We used to go for these, we used to like go for like these like hour long drives. Like we, like we, like we would um, like after school like, or at night, she'd be like, Hey, do you want to go? Like she'd text me, Hey, do you want to go for a drive? And we'd go for like this drive up in the mountains, whatever. We just kind of just, you know, just cruise around. Right when's the last time i did that like i don't know like i didn't did i know it was gonna be my last time i don't know yeah yeah Yeah. it's pretty crazy you don't really notice you don't really notice and it makes you question like you know knowing that something's the last time you've done it is like not you know, you look back on that. Let's say the drives with your friend. You're like, oh, man, I, I wish I knew when the last drive would have been. Um, I don't know if you would, though, because, yeah, well, you know, that, interesting. Well, that's what that's where my like, mind goes. Wouldn't it, may, like, wouldn't wish... it maybe did. No, but wouldn't it maybe. Did, there's also part of it too, like, you know, when like you're like watching, I don't know, or you're like on a vacation and you know, you only have one day left and you almost like get stuck in this mindset of like, oh, man, like, I wish I could stay longer. But then it detracts from you actually just experiencing your last day. Yeah. Yeah, you might also get some of that too, right? Where it's like you, definitely you know it's would. your last time, and you might—I don't know. So it's interesting, right? I—it doesn't—it doesn't, it doesn't re- detract if it, with the right like frame. Like, there's a couple I'm things. Sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, there's a couple of things in university that I knew. I'm like, oh, this is the last time I'll be at this party as an undergraduate with these guys all at once because everybody got accepted offers in the U.S., yeah. so everybody's flying around, and everybody knew it was going to be the last time, and it was the best time as well. No. yeah yeah there's a certain satisfaction well that was like um there's uh like i don't know if you guys had this in your high school but there was a i forget which which one was the last one but i think there's one called passing the torch which is basically the last big high school party it's it's like on the last day of this you know of, of the i think it's like you know the very last day like when everyone like you know last day of school that night, everyone goes up into the bush and it has this thing called Passing the Torch where the grade 12s have a party with the grade 11s. Oh, that sounds... And, and that, it's that's... called Passing the Torch because the grade 12s pass. They go in the, the bush. That's so... It's cold. a bush party. Yeah, like you have like Amber, a... Like, Amber's never been to a bush party. He just lives in the concrete. a bush party. Oh, yeah, because it's Toronto. Yeah. yeah. He walks outside. Yeah, we, we, yeah like... Amber, where did you guys have like huge parties? In a building. Like, like a, a house? Hall? That's so weird. A house or no, a but where would you have a party with like, I don't know, like our grad class. I mean, not, not that everyone was there, but we're talking like a football field full of people. Yeah. Like yeah. that's how, like, wait, what? Yeah, like, yo, dude, my yeah. after prom was in a farmer's field. Yeah. Yeah. Like ours was basically up in the mountains and there was like this like base, it was basically a meadow 
that you had to go to. And it was probably the size of like maybe two or three football fields. And it was like full of cars. Like yeah. everyone would find it. Like, yeah. It was like a, like it was like a, oh, that's like a crazy man in the mountains. That's crazy. Yeah. What? Yeah. Cause like, well, cause Amber, my grad class was like, I don't know, 700 kids plus the, plus the grade 11s was probably another five, 600 kids. And I, not that everyone was there, but there was probably at least 600 people, probably a thousand people at this event. Damn! Like you couldn't possibly talk to everyone. Yeah, in in the bush, it was all, and everyone camped up there and slept, like because everyone was getting drunk and you sleep in your car. It was yeah, but it was a mess. Everyone knew it was their last time. But there was also a certain kind of fuckery because everyone, you know, for good and bad ways, that everyone knew this was probably the last time they were going to see anyone. So there was a certain level of like confidence that everyone had, and like a certain like everyone had their guard let down in the sense that like no one was going to see one another. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. John's walking around being like, I hate you. <laughs> no, I wasn't that guy. I, I was a big stoner at the time. So I was probably like, I mean, I just vaguely remember just being totally baked out of my mind. Right. Just super high. Yeah. Um, nice. But yeah, no, the, uh, the thing about the life chart, I think I'm going to purchase one and put it in my office. Cause it gives me this like, really, it gives me two things. One, it shows me that, um, because I'm so impatient, it, it gives me this kind of viewpoint of life that I struggle to keep, which is, Hey man, just, can you just fucking relax for a second and enjoy this week of your life? And then the second part is like the, the side of like memento mori, which is like, Hey, we're all going to die. Right? Like literally around the end of that chart is when I'm going to die, if not earlier. So what's the point in getting like at all distressed about any one event right like imagine trying to get upset about like one person in your life or one event in your life during that tiny little week in that whole thing it just doesn't make sense right so that's yeah i i think i'm gonna get it because originally i I learned about it last year and i was like that's kind of depressing i don't think i'm gonna get that like oh the chart yeah yeah it's like hey i'm just counting off the weeks until i die type thing and then now I look at it and I think it's just going to help me gain perspective on those two things. You know who's really good at giving you that perspective? Who? Marcus Aurelius. You go to book two. Yeah. And then you go to, you go to uh, book Marcus two? Aurelius. Yeah, you go to book two of the meditations. And then you go to number six and it says, yes. That's how it starts. Yes. <laughs> Keep on degrading yourself, your soul. But yeah. soon your chance at dignity will be gone. Everyone yeah. gets one life. Yours yeah. is almost used up. And instead yeah. of treating yourself with respect, you have entrusted your own happiness to the souls of others. Yeah, he has... Uh, Who like is this guy, man? Are, he has other lines that are kind of similar where he's like, how many more chances do you need? You know, or like, how many, how many more times are you going to begin your life? Right? Like, how many, like, how many more you know, opportunities do you need kind of thing? Yeah. And then Seneca talks about that too, where he's like... Seneca's yeah. like the uh uh there's many fools who are always just starting their life right like as in they just they can never settle on just one way of living mm. they're constantly flipping from you know, john that what you were referencing is just number four remember how long you've been putting this off austin yeah yeah he actually he's talking to you oh, he says austin <laughs> no, no, he nice. doesn't, he didn't. Yeah. no no he's not. <laughs> remember how long you've been putting this off how many extensions the gods gave you and yes. you didn't use them. Yeah. At some point you have to recognize 
what world it is that you belong to, mm. what power rules it, and from what source you spring, and that there's just a limit to the time assigned to you. And if you don't use it to free yourself, it will be gone and will never return. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, it's a non-renewable resource. Yeah. Money is renewable. Your time isn't. Where's the Warren Buffett of time allocation? I want to meet that guy. Well, I, I would argue that Warren Buffett is good at allocating his time, right? Oh, 100%, yeah. But he's not known for that, right? So it, it, I really opened up a can of worms because I'm like, oh, like these, there's like people joining my program, like, like new year, new me. And then they like watch three videos and then fall into their same habits. And it's like, hold on a second, what's happening here? And a lot of them just have really bad time management. Yeah. Or just a lack of resolve. Yeah. So I'm like, oh man, like I need to create a solution for this. And then as I start to research it, I'm like, whoa, this just, this just goes deep. So, well, I was, I was actually talking with Brady uh, and he had, he, he had kind of said something that kind of reminded me, you know, when you, when someone says something and it's like, Oh fuck. Yeah. Like I used to kind of have that same mentality. And he was talking about how, like making money, doing the boring things. You said that. I know I maybe said that at one point, but I'm saying Brady said this to me. And but I was like, you said it first. You said it like a year ago. No, I know I said it a year ago, but I'm saying I was talking to Brady oh. like last week. I'm saying I was on the, no, like I think on Friday I was talking to Brady and he's like, yeah, man, like just trying to make money in the boring things. Right. Cause I was asking him how he's doing. And, and I was, it just, it reminded me that like, that's it. Right. Like there's just like a certain, uh, even when I was talking to Tristan this, this weekend, we were sitting there in the hot tub and we were getting, we were chatting and, and I was talking about some stuff that I didn't want to do. And he's like, he's like, dude, like, do you think that I just sit, sit around all day just doing things I only want to do? He's like, there's tons of shit that I don't want to do that I have to do. Like, that, what, are you, what, like what are we even talking about here? And I was <laughs> like, oh, fuck yeah. Like, fucking, how the hell do I lose track of that? <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. you know what I mean? Like, when he said it, I was like, fuck, I'm a jackass, man. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I guess I'm sitting here, like, talking about this, how I didn't want to do something for pure. And he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot. There's like boring things you got to go do because that's just, that's just life. Like, yeah. That's just a part of it. Right. Yeah. But then there's also then a certain, cause like today, for example, I, it was interesting. I had to like do something that I, I thought was gonna be really boring, but I was like, you know what? I'm just going to like be really focused. I'm not even gonna listen to a pod, you know, cause sometimes I'll like, I'll be like, Oh, I have to go do some like mundane task. I'll just put a podcast on. And then that way I'm distracted while I do it. Right. And I was like, no, no, I'm just going to sit there. I'm just going to like focus in. And after a while, because what I had to do was like just kind of like in this industry list where basically I had to like compile a bunch of data of a bunch of people that we need to reach out to in order to start getting some more revenue for the business for the future. And after a while, I was like, oh, this is kind of fun, actually. Like I'm kind of like a personal investigator. I'm trying to like figure out who, you know, who's worthy of contacting, who's not, and how do I get their information, right? Like, you know, you're scanning through their websites or you're finding them on LinkedIn and great. I was like, oh, this is kind of fun, actually. Like, I, and I, you know, next thing you know, it was like two hours later. I was like, oh, shit. Like, that, that just flew by, right? I don't know. But it, but it was because I was uh, so focused on the task and trying to do it as, you know, as well as I can, you know, the best of my abilities, it ultimately then ended up being fun in this thing that, you know, time passed quickly, right? Mm-hmm. By the end of it, I was like, mm, that was, that was enjoyable. I would do that again.
it's like the idea that like there's certain tasks that the anticipation of the event sucks but doing the event is actually like quite enjoyable you know yeah i was first exposed to that by my gym teacher where i told him it's like ah i don't even go to the gym he's like don't th- you're not going to do anything in the gym just go and sit on the bench press just the chair of the bench press yeah. just don't do anything yeah. just your main goal is just to get in that room and put your butt on the bench press and like he knew me he knew my weakness on like, i like the bench press and it's like okay in my schedule I might as well just do uh, you know a quick rep here mm-hmm. when i schedule sales calls i always just put make one just just one phone call because the moment i pick up the first phone call it's like ah, oh, but yeah, I do another one, right? Because so if you get a really good, because if you get a really good, if you get a really good, like you know, you, if you like, if your first call is like a super good one, you're like, fuck, okay, I want to do that again. Yeah, right? yeah. But yeah. if you get one that's not a booking, you're like, oh, okay, but one more, you know. It's kind of like when I, you know, what it actually reminds me of. It's the same. It's it's kind of like an adult version. When, when I was a kid, uh, I used to after school, I would so I'd go home, do my shit, go back to school, and I would shoot hoops. I'd shoot, I'd go play basketball. And I remember I'd sit there and I'd be like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to hit like five more. So you'd hit five more and you're like, okay, well, 10 more, right? So you hit true, 10 more and you're like, like, okay, I'm going to hit five in a row. So you hit get four, you know? And then, you know, next thing you know, it's like an hour and a half later, you've hit like a thousand more shots or something crazy like that. Right. Cause you just, you, it's like ah, one more, you know? Yeah. I wanted to make the NBA so bad, dude. I wanted to play oh, for Duke, man. I didn't even care about the NBA. I just wanted Duke. I yeah. wanted to play for the blue devils. Is that true? Is that serious, Amber? You were like, I am going to be in the NBA. Uh, remember it's what I told you? Grade 7, grade 8, grade 9, grade 10, grade 11, grade 12, and first year university, I did not make the basketball team. But I would spend the whole every year. But I would spend the whole summer practicing to make it. How did that happen? Wow. I was just really bad. Huh. Yeah. But I, for, I just refused to accept Did you that. actually practice really hard, though? or Because, like... Like, twice a week, one shooting, another time going, like, playing with, like, uh, my Somali friends and just, like, showing you up. Just, you just don't have the eye, the, the, the hand-eye coordination, or...? No, I can hit my shots, I can dribble, but I'm too weak, and I have, ver- I have a very low basketball IQ because I spent zero hours playing actual organized games and i would only play pickup mm. so when it came time to organize games and i had to run a play i only knew how to like juke the guy in front of me and like step back three and like 30 percent of my time i would hit it you know like i had right, the right, fundamentals right, right, yeah. but i didn't know how to put them together because i never actually had a coach because i never made it on the team <laughs> yeah Man, that's crazy. Thirty percent from the thirty percent from behind the line is really good. It is, yeah, thirty percent of the time. Well, no, but it, but but I mean, if you're hitting one third of your shots that are three points, it's that, that means on average you're getting one point per shot. Yeah, that's but when it, when it came to the tryouts, John, but when it came to the tryouts, I, I was like a one trick pony. You give a man a hammer, everything becomes a nail. I would just be pulling up from three while my friend was open in the paint, and because of my height and size, I had to be point guard. But to be a point guard, you need a high IQ. And I was too short and weak to be a shooting guard. Interesting. My strategy, because I, so, okay, I, I was also not that great at basketball, <laughs> but, but I, was always a, I was always a starter and I always made the team because I, I, I wasn't like similar to you. I wasn't very strong. I was, I was actually short, so I wasn't, I wasn't really tall enough to be point guard. But uh, I had really good cardio and I was extremely weird. 
So like, I'd be that guy who would be like full court press the whole fucking game. I'd be like, yeah, no worries, man. Like, and I'd, I'd like walk up to, I'd walk up to the, I'd be like, cause so like, I would always be put on their best player, you know, assuming he was like, you know, I could, I could match like strength wise. And I'd walk up and like, Hey man, just so you know, this is gonna be the worst game of your entire life. Like I'm basically <laughs> going to like be like a fucking mosquito that you just can't kill. Like I'm going to be the most annoying dude. So like they would get like, they, like they, like, so like they'd inbound the ball and I'd be like full court press and I'd be like ball, 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 the entire fucking game. Every time that guy had the ball, I'd be like ball 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 he'd be like what the fuck are you doing ball ball <laughs> and like i would just be like talking the whole fucking time like i was just always just the most annoying fucking kid but guess what i'd always shut down their best player like i just i'd be fucking lock out dude, the entire game oh dude it, the guy's like dude like are you like why are we full court fucking price the first quarter like what are you doing right now right and i'd be like no dude like this is like fucking like this is gonna be a cardio trip like, for the next one hour, this is going to be fucking hell for you. Like, you know, fourth quarter, you know, at the end of practice when your coach makes you run lines? Yeah, that's this. That's that, that's what this game is for you now. <laughs> and people just get frustrated, right? Mm-hmm. And then I shot three-pointers. That's all I did. Don't even know if I ever even went inside the paint. Just, I'd sit on the three-point line. Bang. Yeah, this scrawny little kid, and then I'd just shoot threes. Yeah. Basketball is the one I sport I never, so never touched. Much, I still yeah. love it. I still love it's it. It's basically the only sport that I touched. Yeah. What what, what sport did you play, uh, Austin? Mainly hockey and baseball. A little bit of football. Yeah. A little bit of football mixed in. Um, but yeah, that's it. Baseball was I, really uh, fun. I, I loved, like, I was a catcher. Yeah. I love being a catcher because you control the game. And, uh... I could see that. I could see why you'd like that. <laughs> Control freak prick. Uh, that or no. pitcher. I could see you as a pitcher. Um, yeah. So, but catcher, you get to talk talk to the batter, right? I could see. And so, like, you kind of get to the kid. I would think you were a first baseman or a bat catcher. Yeah, yeah. Those are the two positions I played. So, um, but yeah, no, it was. I loved the sport, and I wish. Uh, were you goalie? In hockey, no, I was a defenseman. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. But uh, I never had the cardio to be, like, a, an amazing hockey player. Like, I could never take it to the next level. Um, but baseball, I, I could. It was, uh, man, I miss it so much. It's just like... I was possibly the worst baseball player. <laughs> like, I played for two years. I'm not even kidding. I played for two years, and I'm not even exaggerating. Not even one time did I ever get on plate <laughs> from hitting the ball. Not even one time. <laughs> but You get but, hit or walk? I was really good at getting hit by the ball yeah. or getting walked because yeah. I would, I'm not even, I'm not even kidding. I wouldn't, I, I, I probably only swung maybe 20 times in two years. Wow. I'd sit there and I would just kind of wait. And if I got walked, I was really fast and had good cardio. So I would steal bases. Yeah. yeah, dude, yeah. So yeah. I actually scored a lot of runs, but I never, I not, not even one time did I hit the ball and get on base. Not even one time. I was like the complete opposite. I was like the, <laughs> the kid who like kind of looks like uh like i had I was like, like david ortiz yeah like like dad bod, the white david dad ortiz. bod from yeah. day one so like if i connected on a ball like it was gone like i was the one kid who you no, probably I shouldn't you have let use an aluminum bat as soon as we all started no, using wood bats like it was kind of kind of fun but like there was that two-year period where we were all still using aluminum bats and it would just like you you get the sweet spot of that aluminum bat and it's gone. Wait, what? Sorry, what's 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 with the aluminum bat? Well, they're just like 
I guess it's kind of... You can swing them faster, right? You can, it's not necessarily the swing speed. It's like what happens to the ball when you connect with an aluminum bat versus a wood bat. Like it actually like rebounds and shoots off the bat so much faster than a wood bat. Really? I always found like... I I always liked hitting the ball with a wood bat. Oh, this it's so much more satisfying. Like the the yeah the yeah, yeah in your yeah, hands, yeah. but but it yeah. it doesn't go as far. Like if you gave, um, if you gave MLB players an aluminum bat, it'd just be insane. Oh, it'd be like an arcade mode. Oh, that makes sense. Cause okay, so oh, that makes a lot more sense. Cause I remember there. Oh, that makes so much more sense. Cause I remember um, yeah. Cause we we did have cause we had aluminum bats, but yeah okay yeah so anyway i never played um, baseball yeah i never really i never knew about that but yeah but the one thing about like amateur sports and and i've always had this mentality is that amateur sports is so much less about trying to like do the winning play it's actually less it's more about not making the mistake the mistake Mm -hmm. yeah right like whoever like whoever makes the least amount of mistakes very true like today for example i was playing uh you guys ever played pickleball dude i haven't so but, fucking good but now oh i've my seen God. I've, I've heard people talk about it more and more and i looked it up i looked up videos and it actually looks super fun dude tris and i like i mean we had our first match you know cologne has been just pissing rain out the entire year it's just been terrible yeah. but anyway we had a, our first like weekend we were both in town weather was good both got to the courts by 8 a.m because it's super busy with old people like right afterwards and we just like worked up just the it was such a good workout but such a good sweat just playing pickleball fucking love it love love it love it but ultimately the winner was the person who made the least amount of mistakes it wasn't like who like had like the winning shot yeah, like, yeah. some of our rallies were so long but ultimately that guy who just it wasn't that he you know like our rallies didn't end because someone made such an amazing shot is it shot. 1v1 one, in pickleball yeah. or is it 2v2 uh it's usually played in doubles but i prefer singles interesting because i've seen all the videos singles is like doubles yeah, it's most, most, but Trish and I also just don't give a fuck. Like, like most people play doubles and they singles is kind of like a secondary thing, but singles is where I, is where I have most of the fun. You're running, is along, fun, you're running around way more. Like it looks like doubles, you kind of just stay put. Yeah, it, doubles is not even really that much of a workout, really. Yeah. Singles is a workout. Yeah, singles is basically like ping pong, but on a tennis court, yeah. but it's a, it's a smaller court. It's a kind of like ping. Uh, yeah, I love, love, love. Whereas, uh, pickleball with doubles you're basically both sitting in at the net just kind of yeah. like all hand-eye coordination yeah whereas singles is like very open like you know what type like of ball you, one person use? might charge it's a like a wiffle ball kind of thing i don't know because mm. i can't tell I if know, it's, it's like, like a plastic. actual wiffle ball or if there's like a specific pickleball no it's like a pretty hard plastic so it's it's it you know but it has holes in it like it tra- you know yeah. it tra- it's like a wiffle ball yeah interesting yeah yeah it's super fun and uh yeah, we got our first good. Well, our next retreat, we have to find a pickleball court. I have to play you oh, pickleball. You'd be good at it. It's one of those like if you if you played hockey, you know how hockey kids were always just like randomly good at ping pong. <laughs> I guess yeah. I I grew up with a ping pong yeah. table in my basement, so I would say I'm pretty good at ping pong. But I guess I I think I was the champion I, of the three of us though, right? Oh yeah, no, I was I was just about to say, but you guys barely somehow well Amber so barely barely still one oh, point I still beat you one point. Ammer well, has a future or an, an alternative career where he is a commentator, though. Because no, damn, the, com- was a, the he, commentating. Was a really good com- well, Ammer. you know what they say: if you, if you're not if you're not first, you become a coach. So, you know, Ammer. Ouch. 
Okay, uh, back to what we were kind of originally talking about. I, I wanted to ask you guys this. Um, I regret my choice. When it came back to, uh, you said something earlier, Amber, where you were talking about how the difference of how we look at our resources of money and how we, we plan how to spend our money, right? And then we don't plan how to spend our time in the sense that we don't put time aside to figure out what is going to be the best use of our time. Like, we don't just have, like... Time, we have time when we're not spending money, but we don't have time when we're not doing something, right? So I, I really want to come back to that because I feel like that's a huge, huge source of tension in my, in my life where right now, I'm going to give you an example. I had a really uh, long and exhausting week normally than what I usually do. I had to you know, I'm not going to get into it, but essentially it was just like a very active week, a lot of input, a lot of, uh, a lot of different things. So come Sunday, I was exhausted. Like today we're recording on a Sunday night. I was exhausted. I just feel I didn't sleep very well last night. I'm, you know, pretty under, I feel like I'm kind of just generally like under the weather. And I actually just realized I'm like, Hey, I was supposed to get up and do like three or four hours at work today. I'm just not going to do that. I'm going to focus on like feeling better. I'm going to like take a nap. I'm going to drink some tea. I'm going to like do a little workout, see if I can, you know, if that's going to help or not. And um, I did that. And I would say I had a great day. But as I sit here now in front of you, I would be remiss if I wasn't, if I, if I, I would be lying if I didn't say that I had some sort of guilt about not taking that three to four hours and as I originally planned in my week last week during my weekly planning session where I fill up my week and figure out what I'm going to do I kind of feel that overwhelming sense of guilt where it's like yeah you just didn't fucking take it to the end zone this week did you you know like that you know what yeah, I'm trying to say Austin I just but that's that's because here and this is my opinion and, yeah. and maybe I'm wrong but maybe you're just optimizing for short-term gain and like you just love seeing short-term results like you send that email you create that spreadsheet you make that phone call that's so instant whereas your health mm. is a much of a long-term thing where you have to spend a lot of time actually understanding and being present to mm. the impacts of that and maybe you just get too caught up in that and we talked about this yeah the short-term yeah, versus right. long-term yeah. well, so, my, my question well, was more about what do you do okay I want to know your guys' psychological process for how you walk through changing your schedule on the day in the way I described, right? Like I made a, I made a judgment call around 10, 10 a.m. today that I'm going to change what I'm going to do with my day. I'm going to make it more about my health and recovery than I am about my business. I don't feel like I'm that, I don't feel like I have any like advice that I think I would be feel like I'd feel comfortable. I just want to know how you guys do it. That's all. I just want to know because like, curious what's the psychological yeah. process well i i just ask myself what are the goals so usually the things that i would be canceling are phone calls with a team member or a customer or a potential customer okay well what are my goals my goals are to land more customers make sure my customers become raving fans and uh develop a great culture and team right those are my goals can I, if I am committed to those goals and not attached to them, if I'm just committed to them, what would be better for me to 
half-ass all those three calls or for me to move them, have good conversations ahead of time explaining why I'm moving them and spend that rest of the time getting better nutrition, catching up on some sleep, doing some meditation and a workout. Well, that's that's how I would think about it. Mm. Because like both idea, are aligned like, towards the no the sunk costs, right, Austin? Sorry, John. Well, like no sunk costs. Like I think what what Austin or what part of what Amber's saying there is like, like or Amber is it, is it fair to say that you you like each day you just simply do like what you think is going to drive you closest to your goal, not necessarily in the short run, but just overall. Like overall, like overall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in I'm in this industry competing with some people. Like there's some people who also want to do what I do. Who haven't even started yet there's there's people who are already doing what i'm doing where their customers are becoming my customers like that's a real th- oh dude oh yeah Yo. i can i can actually confidently say i've had a, somebody enroll in, in our program from every single one of our competitors let's go man that's sick yeah yeah we're good we're good at what we do and and that's what i want to do i want to i want to take souls like david goggins says and to take somebody's soul you just gotta like know it's like, it's like John. Who's gonna carry the boat? Doing it's like John doing a full court, full, full uh, court press in the first quarter. No problem, man. This is your new reality. I, I got a full court press. I don't care if I twist my ankle or whatnot. I'm here. Yeah, and, we're no, but it's 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 this thing that we're hey like because I, I would let them know hey we're both gonna suffer this game, yeah. like like I'm gonna drag you into the deep end and we're gonna just fucking wrestle there. Yeah, like, we're not like there's no there's no key yeah, pool but what for makes us today. that work? Is that yeah. John's thinking about the long term? He's already yeah. mindfully committed for the next four quarters, while a lot of my competition is just mindfully committed for the first quarter. Yeah, Austin, I showed up. No, 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 no. Amber, there, that, that guy is only mentally prepared for, for a full fourth court quarter. press in the fourth quarter. That's because exactly. that's usually when you do full court presses end of the game. Exactly. Whereas I came in prepared of like, no, no, no. I came in for an hour of running today. Did you? Because if you didn't, this is going to be fucking really fun for me and not very fun for you, right? Yeah. yeah. So uh, my, yeah. my mindset, Austin, is is like over the long term, like every decision I'm making is to really establish the widest and deepest moat in the long term. That makes sense. The reason I chose to partner with Patrick is for the long term. Am I going to sh- sacrifice short-term profits? Yes. In the long term, though, I have somebody that's constantly applying what's in the field. My biggest criticism of my industry is there's a lot of people that just do a lot of coaching but no walking. Mm. That they, makes they no sense to me. Front. That makes no sense to me. I want somebody on the ground as what well. What do you mean by that? Well, they're like kind of like retired. Like, like It's just a, like a lot of coaching that's just like, they're just coaching. You know, Austin, what, or not Austin. They're not on the I ground keep, with people. They don't have... Both, like, can one of you guys change your names? Because they're, they're too similar. I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm not trying to pull a Giovanni right now. But... <laughs> uh, Ammer, uh, there's this one idea, because you introduced me to Alex Hermosi. 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 Yeah. yeah. He, has this, he has this idea. Actually, fuck, what was I even going to say? What were you just talking about? Come on, John. No, no, the name thing just threw me off, because you guys... Well, I, I was just talking about, you know, there's the, like this, uh, like oh, yeah, I, walking the talk. I, yeah, you just yeah. got to walk the walk first, you know, like. So Alex was, Alex was saying how he wants to bring back uh, active income again. How like, there's this whole idea that like the whole, mm-hmm. like, like 
you know what I mean? Like there's this, there's this whole notion in society that the goal is to get to things where things are automated or passive or you don't have to work. You don't have to do anything. Makes no sense. Whereas it's like, no, no, no. It's like get back in the front lines, get in the trenches. That's actually way more satisfying, right? Yeah. 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 It's a bit different from what I'm saying, but, but basically also what I'm saying, I'm so committed to the future that if you look at all the decisions I've made around trade arc, hell, even where I'm at currently right now and who my, who my roommate is, is all about me crushing the competition. Mm. My business partner, the people I surround myself with, the books I read, the habits that I destroy, the customer testimonials that I collect, the immense value we give up front, we're severely underpriced. I just got a testimonial last week where the guy says, man, I feel like I just rinsed you. And I'm like, amazing. Like, that's a good right. feeling. That's a good mm. feeling. And a lot of people, I'm I sure always Costco ask. Costco customers feel that way too. Oh, man. Like, I love it. There's no better feeling. At the end of every testimonial, I always ask the same question. Uh, you know, so I would say, John, for the, for the amount of money that you had to invest to work with us, would you say that you got your money's back uh, worth in value? And you'd see them like, move their head, throw their hands up in the air and just give a sigh and be like, oh, yeah, like, you know, 10, I got 10 times my money's worth. Or I'm not even halfway through some of the stuff that you told me to do and, and I already got my money's worth or st- stuff like that. And it's, yeah. and it's when you sit down, like if you go right now and you go through our review page and just watch those videos, you'd be a fan. You'd be a fan of ours. But to, the way I do that is by being committed to the long term, by reminding myself of the fundamentals, by being okay to sacrifice things, by, by doing all of that. So when I look at my calendar for the day, let alone what's happening for the next 10 years, I can just say to myself, all right, well, just like John said earlier, the main driver of the holding company is myself. So I better take care of myself. So the main driver for this business is me. You know, my call with my team member can wait. Uh, the potential customer that I want to have a conversation with, if I can just call him and honestly say, hey, man, I actually really call about, really, really care about our phone call so much so that I don't want to have it later today because I'm not going to be at my 100%. Mm. Let's, let's do it another time where I know I'm going to be at 100% because I know how important this is for you. Damn, yeah. How will that ever go, go wrong? How's that ever going to be a bad thing? Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, man, I'm just out here trying to take some souls, and I don't think anybody has any idea. That's a great, Amber. I never actually thought about, sounds fucking stupid to say this, but, like, when I think that I'm under the weather, or I need a day, like, I feel, you know, tired, sick, whatever, to the the point that you just made, my reaction isn't to just go call the people I have a commitment to or look at myself if all my commitments are to myself and my business because I wanted to get some housekeeping things done and just go, hey, like you need to focus on your health today so that when you do go do these things, they're efficient with attention and powerful. That's not my default reaction. My default reaction is don't be a bitch, do it, right? So I need to kind of like reframe what that means long term because the second option doesn't care for my health. Yeah, but but you, you should There's also... There's a fine line there. There There's is. A fine there line. is. Yeah. Yeah. I think Amor and I both just had the same thought at the same time. Yeah. Like, these things that, that show up in your mind are... Think of them as, like, your strong suits. They help you get to a certain place. Yeah. But at some point, you're going to have to reprogram them because they're, they're just starting to optimize you for the wrong thing. Yeah, yeah. In StudentWorks, you get properly compensated 
for running as fast as possible on the treadmill. The yeah, systems are there. That's the thing. The accountability I about that is there. Last week, man. Yeah, like that's how we were programmed. So we're you can imagine to like full send it. Yeah, and you can imagine when it's when it's now not about as fast as how fast you run, but how accurate each step is in the process, and, and how long not, you can run for. And and we have to all three of us had to shift our thinking from nine month segments to ten year segments, and how painful that was, dude. That's well, even, the, uh, that, that's the thing. Like, I feel like I'm going through that transition period right now, and it's really testing the way I think about my. It's my, gonna take you a year, Austin. What, what, it took me like, a year. Uh, really, how, it did take what, you what a year. By, a year and a half, actually. Holy shit, man! Well, Austin, what do you mean by you're 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 realizing you're going through that transition period? Like, as well, in, now like, I'm building. You, I'm, in, I'm helping build a franchise itself. Oh yes, yes. And so now I'm, I'm, like, I'm having to go through the same transition with Pierre too. Well, no, but yeah. in, but I I still rely on the skills that I developed as an operator with StudentWorks in how I run my personal franchise because like I I really focus on main, making sure there's there's the necessary input for the business to get what it needs. Um even that though, it's a different business. Like the seasonalities are different. The sales cycles are different. It's a different totally. it's a different decision making process. It's a different sales process. Totally. And so now it's actually like it just so happens that the new business is actually more it's like painting in Canada is like super seasonal. Like especially outdoor work right like if you're not producing on a sunny day from may 1st to september 30th you're losing money right that's the way i would think about it with the amount of work that you and i can book john if you don't have painters outside painting houses when it's sunny between may 1st and october 1st you're losing money right Mm -hmm. that belief that i hold that i held has earned my business in the past so much money right because i truly believe that now I'm looking at it and I'm like, that's no longer true. Like, yeah, there's seasonality for roofing, but it's just different. Like the season's now 10 months, not like you can roof, you can roof 12 months a year if you wanted to. It's just a little bit more expensive for that other two months. But like roofing is like a nine and a half, 10 month thing. So like now that I have this, like this, the same input or the same, uh, sorry, the same viewpoint where it's like full send all the time, I'm burning myself out faster because I can't sustain that for 10 months of the year. I could sustain it when it was for six months or five months. So anyway, I'm just realizing these things were like, yeah, you're in the wrong gear. I am too many RPMs, man. Too many RPMs. Time to level up. Yeah. Go to second. It's interesting. Well, even just having the patience too of, of like, um, like one thing that, that, that I'm noticing too, about Pierre too, is that the relationships that you're building are much more like, are much more long-term are much more long-term. But also the sales cycle is also just a lot different. Like with painting, you know, you go knock on doors, you you meet people that need painting today, you know, or need painting, and you 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 go do you schedule a quote and you book them in. Okay. With Pira, one thing that's interesting is a lot of times you're you're dealing with like commercial or institutional clients where it's not necessarily like like you're you have to build a relationship with them. Like it's not like a hey, like let me come do a quote right away it's like a yeah it's more it's more like them. dating more, yeah. than like one night stands. yeah like some of these Dude, like school crazy. district people that i'm some of these school district people that i'm calling you know it's just like you have to like fucking court them basically you gotta full yeah. court press them but in a nice way 
<laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's, it's 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 interesting, right? Or or it's like one of those like I don't know, but but there's different types. Of, like painting is painting. Like there's there's yeah there's very there's I would say there's very little nuance to the difference different types of leads you get. Whereas like home builders in 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 uh, for Pierre, they literally only need you for like a one week like they only like there's a one week window where they basically need you like they finish their project you come in and clean and then you're and then that's it right but they don't need you for the other six months they build the house right you, i guess you could argue painting similar but like when you call a builder it's like if you call them about uh duck cleaning at the beginning of the project it's like sure man but like how about you just call me at the end like yeah because it's not something that you would book in advance like duck cleaning is not like you know so there's just a lot of, there's a bunch of very interesting things uh um that I'm having to get used to, right? Yeah. It's not the knock on the door. It's not the same cycle that, I, that I'm used mm. to, right? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but like even that. also thinking more long-term too with Pure, where it's like, like the amount of money that I'm going to make given my effort earlier on is just not going to be the same. Like I can make like more money with sim- like the effort I put in my painting business will make me more money like time. Dude, it's actually crazy. Uh, yeah. Like, switching out Ammer, like you think about the money you made in your last year that you ran your painting business per hour yeah boys like think about I, the we, amount we talked about this yeah, yeah no but it, i'm just saying it killed but, me no i'm better i'm saying i now realize that and i think Kills john's me. realizing it now too but but does it still kill you though Ammer? yes 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 really oh for sure man yeah 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 well the, you gotta imagine like these are the first habits that i developed no so, but i'm saying like even now with what you're telling me though it still kills you because you're but look at what you're building though right you're you're telling me about this long-term mindset like yeah but but my mindset in student works was to make as much as money as goddamn possible in a year just to wring the towel as hard as possible whereas with this business it's like oh how can i live on like forty two thousand dollars a year so that the business like as a baby gets all the resources and and love tender and care so like from a financial, no, I, personal yeah. profit perspective, maybe I misunderstood your question. Well, no, I'm saying like you, you don't still feel that FOMO of missing out the dollars that you could have earned running a painting business or do you? I, I overcame that in our Quebec trip. It took okay. two years. No, but I just wanted to like get clear on this though, is that you no it's longer. It sounded like you were saying you. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. Well, I can't hear you. Austin. You no longer feel that. Like you understand that you're in an entirely yes. different market in a different time yes. at a different. Okay. Yes. Now. Yes. See, now I'm realizing that like, even though I transform, I, I, I change positions and what I'm doing and all these things because they're somewhat similar in the styles that the businesses exist in. It's an illusion. It is an illusion. And I haven't fully done the same exercise that you have. And you think it's going to take me a year. I could definitely see that maybe a bit longer. Well, Austin, yeah, even, yeah. even consider uh, like the efforts you put into the franchise company, you probably aren't going to reap like, like the rewards Decades. on that are probably going to come in like, yeah. Decades. Yeah. Yeah. Like I could put in a lot of effort into Pierre over the next six months and I might make like, I don't know, 30, 40 grand, like, you know, over the next year, like I might make 30, 40 grand. Like mm-hmm. if I put in a ton of effort. So, but all the rewards come like five, ten years yeah, from now. Yeah, right? So yeah. it's, it's it's now it's a it's a, it's an interesting. Austin, here it is. You want you want me to seal the deal right now yeah, for you? Sell me. In Studentworks, it's more of a linear pro, uh, um, projection. When you're everything else we're doing now, it's more of an exponential projection. So we kind of just 
I like I was having a great call with a prospective Rydell franchisee for next year. A, a lot of people that do applications, uh, I, I end up t- talking with them possibly before they submit an application or sometime during the application process. And we were talking about how if if they chose to take this as a serious opportunity and want to seriously go at getting a Rydell franchise and interviewing for that. I brought up a point that was a really good point of contention for them. What they had never seen before for them, if they were to do Rydell, which was, am I willing to be a student again? Am I willing to forego? Am I willing to forego every single Mm. part of my ego that I've built up over the last three to four years and being, you know, a 22 year old kid that can make six figures. Great. That's what, that's, that's what you can do now. But are you willing to fully vacate that, uh, that role that, that kind of like, I don't know the way you see yourself right now and going into like, wow, I'm really excited to learn how to knock on doors again and how to, how to operate in a new trade and how to learn the bro. ins and outs of that market. Yeah. Can you get fully stoked to go do that? That was my question to them. And they were like, man, I actually don't know if I can. And I was like, yeah. well, well, I was like, that's that's a huge thing. Because I'm like, the franchises that we have that are doing amazing are doing that. It's plain and simple, right? Like, I think that's uh, what went wrong with Matt Lane. Yeah. Well, I actually ended up like, talking to Matt, by the way. Remember you said you should have a call with him? I had a call with him. It was like an hour long um, after he left. And it, did talk- like you guys talked about peer area? Yeah, yeah, we talked pretty much just about this. Like we talked about the difference between confidence and arrogance. And I don't think Matt is a, like, I don't know Matt that well. Um, Mm -hmm. But it was very clear that 30 minutes into the call, we had defined what confidence is and we had defined how confidence can kind of seep into arrogance and the arrogance side. And I don't think Matt's an arrogant person, but we've all been arrogant towards the idea that like, Hey, I've had this success. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going to do a million dollars in a year. Yeah, guys. remember that, dude? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's on yeah. record. Yeah, that is on record. Yeah, I need to go crawl back and find that. When Amher's, for record, when Amher was starting his business with Tradearc, this was, uh, what, early 2020, Amher? Late 2019? November 2019. November 2019. Amher said on record on the podcast, boys, I'm going to do $1 million in revenue next year. And he fucking meant it. Like there was no part well, of it that was like. Hold on. And, but I, I, I no, always, no, I always have profit. to come. I, I always have to come to his defense and say that if there ever was a time that someone would be a little bit arrogant, yeah. it's right after a Tony Robbins event. Like he had literally <laughs> just wrapped up a Tony yeah, Robbins event, walked went over to the his flames. hotel room and recorded a fucking podcast. Like this guy had just come out. He's like, comes in and it's like, Oh, Am, are you on speed or like what do you? He's like, <laughs> like, he was just. <laughs> and in 2019, when like the world economy had never been doing better. Yeah, it was yeah. just like yeah, the boom time. Yeah, yeah. But no, but the but the oh. not um, but the the not being able to bring yourself back down to a student, and, or or humble yourself down, or even just re- like like realizing that like s- skills transfer, but if your mindset doesn't then then it's it's the skills are useless you know like, i don't know there's yeah. something there's something to that for sure yeah or even like um being attacked like uh like this happens i think sometimes with well this happens all the time i think with with student works franchisees where like 
uh, they'll end the season really strong that, you know, they're booking every estimate because it's end of the year and people are just desperate to find painters and you can do kind of a shitty initial call and still book the job. And, you know, you can charge, you don't have to like give a very accurate quote. You can just charge whatever the hell you want. They're still going to book it and whatever. Right. But then, then they have this like long preseason where they're like, they're the man. And then they come into January and they don't necessarily come with the same discipline that they had the previous January. You know, it's called, you it's, know? It's, it's actually like a chronic thing. Vet complacency. That, yeah, vet yeah. complacency. We'd always talk about it yeah. as it as happens all the time. As a DM yeah. team, you know, it's like, it's crazy yeah. to think that your biggest threat on round is two success, is yeah. yourself. Yeah, man. Well, it happens. Like I, I, I used to see it. I mean, it, I think it happened to me to some degree. Like I, I like for me, I always grew, but I could have grew more if I didn't have. Well, it's that, almost like what you mentality. were talking about at the beginning of the podcast, right? Like small things that you're realizing about your habits in your life that you want to improve, but you view them now as being like you're able to catch them at a very early stage because you're pretty dialed in on what your habits should be like uh, in alignment with your goals. But imagine you don't know what you know today and you're you know, four years ago in your vet year, you're just coming off this, like your second year to run a business. You're, you know, you're barely 20 years old and you're just like the way you see the world is just so, so, so different. Like so different. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. it's an interesting thing. Cause I think that now like, um, this podcast is going to be a really interesting documentation because I think because I think that when we started this I think it's gonna be called The Rise and Fall and Rise Again of Ammer, John, and Austin. Interesting. I could see that happening. Cause I think when we started this, remember like we started it because we thought we were like pretty fucking good at what we did, right? <laughs> Man. I actually I almost disagree. I think that we started this because we we wanted to get better. That's how. No, that's but how the I, only reason I we remember would we ever got make started because it was getting a headache to add like five people into the call who put themselves on mute to listen to us talk. Yeah, but I think at the same time though, like there's, I'm not saying we were coming at this like arrogant pricks, like oh, we're just gonna have this. <laughs> Austin, you might be, you might be solo on this. No, one. but I'm saying I wanted only... to learn from uh, from Ammer. No, guys, the only reason why we would start this is because we think sure. that we have something to share that's like really good. No, 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 no. Austin, no, I, I disagree. We started this call started because we we didn't we we weren't even trying to talk. This call was initially an, an accountability call. I know, guys. I'm saying three years ago, like three years ago, Austin, okay, was like, yeah. I'm I'm sharing. Maybe maybe I'm maybe I'm like putting this on to you guys i'm saying there was a part of yeah, i me, think you are yeah there's a part of me that was like wow this is really cool that i get to like start a podcast yeah no i, I don't know i mean right, it's I, kind of more of a headache i don't i don't mean to be more of a headache to me i'm like oh yeah, no, I have to no, figure no, out spotify me. rules and no it was not it was not well I get, yeah I that was, was a part uh, of that was like i, I, I was really committed to hitting my goal i just really wanted to do half a million dollars that was like that was my whole thing Right. I was just afraid that if I left Studentworks, John would no longer be my friend. So I'm like, I gotta get, I gotta rope this guy in somehow in the long term. That's oh, there we go. <laughs> um, so yeah, I guess there was a part of my ego that was kind of like flatulated by starting a podcast, and then I quickly realized. I could see it. Then I quickly realized that like, um, when talking to you guys more often, that there's so much that I didn't know. And then maybe like a couple weeks or a couple months in, I really realized like there's there's very little benefit to 
to to trying to explain or essentially just try and like have a podcast to have a podcast but i obviously we had this accountability call with you guys beforehand and we turned it into a podcast but as we've kind of transformed over like that period and then covid hit and then covid hit and i think we kind of got like really close where we you know all of our businesses were kind of under the gun like ammer wasn't a ammer wasn't a student works anymore right but like i don't know like i feel like there was this kind of like we just got closer uh, as as friends or as co-hosts because like it was kind of an interesting time. The Quebec trip was so nice. It, it was the it, it was like you know it was like it was showing where we we're going. I I, I like wait. We, we, I I can't remember. Was it Austin that didn't, or was it Amber that didn't sink the coin? Oh my god, dude that didn't was it ammer no dude it was me and i fucking sick. oh it was austin yeah I dude that, I'll never, yeah no no you didn't stick the coin i did no who didn't then what do you mean who didn't you, you used to like you were driving me nuts about the whole idea of like i did do it but you were like telling me that you didn't see oh it. wait hold on austin wait ammer uh, ammer I, I do not. I, I do not recall. Coin. I do not recall. My publicist is saying I. I, I don't know. I no, don't no, there know. was one of us that didn't sink the coin. Yeah, I don't. I have no recollection. By the way, just so everyone understands what we're talking about here, when we were in Quebec, we played this game where I, it's hard to that I invented. When I when I say it out loud, it sounds ridiculous. But basically, there was like a baseboard that was maybe <laughs> like six to eight inches off the like from like you know from the floor up the wall. And there was like a bit of a gap between the baseboard and the wall, a like a quarter wall, inch. A it was like a quarter inch. Yeah, or or less. And basically, what we did is we tried, like, throwing a coin such that it went perfectly into this gap between probably the baseboard from and the like wall. And eight so we feet would, back, ten feet back. I would say I would say no, probably a good fifteen feet. Twelve feet. It's probably five. I know it was like five. It was like five. It was a pretty challenging pieces. thing. And and uh, either way. And we'd throw it basically across the room and try and do this. I sunk it multiple times. Ammer, for sure, I think, sunk it. Austin, though, it was interesting because all of us sunk. Like, so Ammer and I sunk it. There was witnesses. It was clearly all. I sunk mine multiple times. I think Ammer sunk his twice. Witnesses. <laughs> the only guy, the only guy who sunk it, allegedly, there was no witnesses. Interesting, yeah. It's 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 kind of a nightmare scenario, right? It's like hitting your first and only hole in one alone on a golf course. That would be that would nightmare. has that happened to you? No, of course not. I've never fucking hit a, hole, ever in hit a hole in one. By the way, for everybody listening, this is why the human memory is so bad. You <laughs> no, just no, heard it right <laughs> now because none of what just John said actually happened. <laughs> Because the truth was, I was the one that never sunk the coin. Because Austin and John would go down and go get the car, and I would be left in the apartment trying to sink it. And remember, you'd walk in through the door, and you still see me throw the coin. You guys, uh... wait. So I was the only one that hit it. Then no, no I you hit and, it. You and Austin. I hit, hit it once where you saw, and once where you didn't see. Yeah, Austin hit it twice. You hit it twice. I hit it zero times. So Amber never hit it. Okay, okay. Yeah, but that just goes to show why memory is so bad, and most of the time people. Most of the time when you think about yourself and your accomplishments, it was, you know, it gets pretty mangled up. So, but I do, I do agree that 
it'll be interesting as we go through different stages of what we're doing with our life and the viewpoints that we hold about our new opportunities are only able to be built off of the past. And then we've spent, if you let it, if you let it, if we let it, what we've spent like the good half of like two years, I would say on this podcast myself, I guess I'll speak for myself, but I've been sharing on thoughts and ideas that I've generated while running a business over here. Right. And now I'm learning that as I go into a new business, that some of those values and thoughts and beliefs, are not going to help me right yeah just mean bugger all and so now that's what i'm trying to say is like there's things that i've now said on this podcast that i i'm trying to vacate right so it's kind of interesting that's why i think this should be viewed as like a rise fall rise i'm looking forward to three years more data because i don't know how much of what we have done but amber in three years it'll be like i'm gonna wait for another three years of data like yeah no but like how much of anything we've done is 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 a result of a good economy versus our own skill sets like how much are we overly how much are we overly Mm. pumping ourselves like like maybe maybe we maybe we go bankrupt at trade arc i don't know what do you mean covid i mean you know covid was a thing yeah but we We, haven't experienced the full financial uh, lash no but not for the home service industry because covid on its own would have been a bad hit but as soon as the stimulus came it was a good thing right so yeah that wasn't a real recession there's a real one no, but, coming. Hold on, but but in but in but in my defense though it wasn't like my mindset was strong once the stimulus kicked in my mindset like i was like if you go listen to those which podcasts, is interesting there wasn't even a single yeah which is exactly kind of the, the point i was making is do results really matter or is it just our character and how much it can withstand the erosion of events? Well, I mean, I guess the, yeah, I mean, yeah, you're, you're going to bet on the guy who puts in more effort typically. Yeah. I, well, well, hold on. I get what you're saying though. I get what you're saying. You're going to bet on the more conscientious guy. Yeah. Well, who's also uh, industrious. Peter Peterson says that it's one of the uh, one of the uh, like one of the largest indicators of of uh, income is is that trait industriousness conscientiousness conscientiousness yeah but that's yeah but but that's not working the hardest I didn't say it was I'm just saying that's that's just oh. but there's many sub traits to conscientiousness no you you said you're gonna bet on the guy who works the hardest. Yeah. I was just saying that's one piece of it. Because when you work hard, I'm assuming you're talking about industriousness, which is a subcategory of conscientiousness. Correct. Okay, cool. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure what your point is. No point, no point. <laughs> just, I just want a clarification. Okay. There's no points here. You yeah. guys want to do whack versus wise? Yeah, let's do it. Sure, yeah. Amber, what do you got for us this week? Some absolute. I think I think we're gonna Degeneracy. hang around. I think we're gonna poke around uh, the corners of New York still. Let's see if we if we got any good ones. So New still. York is it called trap? New York trap. What would it be called? What's the style? Of New York music? drill. Drill. <laughs> What's yeah. the difference between trap and drill? Um, there is a difference. I I can't put it into words. No, I didn't. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, I but I know there's a difference. Try try to put it into words, Amber. Um, drill is, is more similar to pop smoke type approach. Trap is closer to chief keep. Mm. Um, actually we're going to go to Georgia. 
Some for Georgia drill? Yeah. <laughs> Is that even a thing? A Georgia drill? Yeah. And you probably know this song too. And honestly. Yeah. Wait, did you say it was uh, called Florida Georgia Drill? Florida Georgia Line? Um, I'm more of a British rap type guy, if anything, you know? Uh, well, I like Christian rap. <laughs> you do? What's yeah, your, Christian what, raps. Who's your favorite artist? I'm kidding. Dude, I, I'm kidding. Oh, God. There's a song by a guy named... Uh, Actually, do you know what song I listened to recently that I thought it was, was good? It was by Take this guy Care? named Little Zon. Lil Zan? Or Little Zan. It, it was Lil called Zon. <laughs> or no, Betrayal Me. Betra- bet- something like that. Do, do you All know right. a guy named Austin. Camp, Amber? Yeah, of course, of course. He's a one-hit wonder. Yo, John, how many views does this video have? 476,000. Read it again. No, 476 million. What? <laughs> It has collectively a billion views across Spotify, Apple, and Little YouTube. Baby? Yes, sir. Freestyle. Holy shit. This is Little Baby Freestyle. If you know, you know. The bitch, the bitch, the bitch. Yeah. Shout out to Hogan City, man. You know what I'm saying? Hogan for PL. You know what I'm saying? I put it up. Shout out my label, that's me. I'm in this bitch with TB. I'm in this bitch with Fortray. I just pulled up me a A. Real nigga all in my face. 500 rats in my safe. 500 rats to the plug. What you know about showing love? What you know about pulling up? Ain't been the chug. Make these bitches fall in love. All of my niggas on go. None of my niggas no hope. All of my niggas gon' smoke. All of my niggas together. We came from the bottom. We used to wear each other. None of my niggas gon' fold. Couple pussy niggas told. They ain't my niggas no more. Hold it down for the fold. In the nine with the wolves. We won't fall out about shit, especially not about no bitch. We ain't gon' fall out about hoes. Man said get them lows, we let them go for the low. I got my hood in control, I got my left wrist on froze, I got my right wrist on froze, I got my necklace on froze, both of my heels on froze. I been getting faded, I'm sipping on maple. If she won't fuck, I won't make her. I don't like bitches with makeup. If she want titties, I pay for her. That was actually good. I like that. Yes, sir. Yeah, I, I, uh, yeah, I, I would listen to that song. It almost sounded like there wasn't, it didn't even sound like there was maybe too much whack in there. We'll have to see. I couldn't really understand what he was saying. Okay. Okay. Both of my ears on froze. I be getting faded. I'm sipping on maple. If she won't fuck, I won't make her. I don't like bitches with makeup. <laughs> Neither do I. If she want titties, I pay for them. Get out of there when I wake up. I pass the ball, I don't lay up. I'm a big boss, I got say so. They'll wipe you down if I say so. Dracos on Dracos on Dracos on Dracos. 40s on 40s on 40s. Just bought me some new water. Wetter than Katrina. Shout out New Orleans. <laughs> I made a promise my N-word's gonna ball. Harden the paint, changed my name to John Wall. Geeking off trees like a leaf in the fall. Find a new plug, then we take in them all. Pull up in a brand new Benz truck. Hop out fresher than a menthol. Little N-word, I'm a big dog. All I got uh, make is one call. Hit a N-word block, 
took off, cross a n-word up, hot sauce, ooh, I get them mad, my fault, talking about that shit that I bought, popping these perks, I done turned to a savage. Yeah, it's pretty good. I done turned to a savage. And then he talks about where he hides his money. Hunted racks stuffed in the mattress. Hunted racks stuffed in the attic. Hunted racks stuffed in the sofa. Well, okay, well, I mean, it's usually not smart to (laughs) talk about where you hide your money, you know. (laughs) There's also a lot of stories of rappers, like, hiding money in, like, the backyard or in the attic. But there'd be a moisture problem. And so the money would rot. I don't know if you know this. Yeah. Money rots. That's crazy. Yeah, man. So, I, uh, so people would lose literally hundreds of thousands of dollars to bacteria. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know how true this is. This might be one of those like, kind of urban legend things. But I heard that Pablo Escobar, here's two crazy stats for you. I, apparently, he was spending like $3,000 a month on elastic bands, like just to wrap the money. And that just from rats alone he would lose millions of dollars a year because the rats would yeah, eat the no, money. yeah i think that's pretty true yeah, yeah. wow because he couldn't hold them in banks so he'd put them all in the house in the walls and everything and you know yeah, for, crazy you know okay i got two lines for you guys here all right so it's uh okay. who are we who's um little baby going up Epictetus. against Epictetus. Oh, I may have even read these before, but they're so good that I have to cycle back through. Amen. Let's do it. How do we, how do we know what is in keeping with our character? Well, how does the bull realize its own strength rushing out to protect the whole herd when a lion attacks the possession, possession of a particular talent is instinctively sensed by its owner. So if any of you are so blessed, you will be the first to know it. It is true, however, that no bull reaches maturity in an instant, nor do men become heroes overnight. We must endure a winter training and can't be dashing into situations for which we are not yet prepared. Wow. Nice. This, one's, this is one of my favorite lines. If we are endowed by nature with the potential for greatness, why do only some of us achieve it? Well, do all horses become stallions? Are all dogs greyhounds? Even if I lack the talent, I will not abandon the effort on that account. Epictetus will not be better than Socrates. But if I am no worse, I am satisfied. I mean, I will never be Milo either. Nevertheless, I don't neglect my body. Milo is like an Olympic athlete, by the way, in the day. Nor will I be Corsus. Corsus was one of the richest kings in Africa. Nor will I be Corsus, and still I don't neglect my property. In short, we do not abandon any discipline for despair of ever being the best in it. So essentially, like, even though I'm not going to be Warren Buffett, I still want to be an investor. Right. Yeah. I think uh, Epictetus might take a little baby there. Oh, yeah. Wetter There's than, a song. Okay, boys. Wetter than There's... Katrina. Shout out Orleans. I didn't <laughs> I didn't hear uh, Epictetus say that. So I actually might have to give it to little baby then. There's a song with little baby and da baby. And the song's called Baby on Baby. <laughs> <laughs> That is actually hilarious. Yeah, I'm not going to play it, but 
Not gonna lie, I may have thought those Ammer were the play same another, people. Ammer, play another song. Why? I don't know. Just do it. Little baby. What song oh, do you want to listen to? It's by Young Berg, feet K Young. Young Bird? Berg. Like B U R G. Young Berg, feet K Young. Oh, God, John. Is it Please Me or With You? No. No. Or Like a Pony? No. Oh, I'm not playing that. <laughs> 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 no, don't tell. Don't, you got to go. If you're listening to this, you got to go on your own adventure yeah, to get Easter that same egg. laugh. You got, that's an Easter egg right there. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. That's funny. One time, Trish and I were listening to a country song, and that, that came up, too. Yeah, no, I believe it. Yo, yo, do you yeah. remember what um, Warren Buffett said about country songs? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if, you, if you listen to them in reverse, you get your house back and your, your wife remarries you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, you know uh, he was talking about, like, inversion. And it was like, you yeah. know, you know the, uh, the, the country guy ought to listen to uh, his music backwards. That way he can get his house back, his lady back, and his truck back. And it's like, yeah, <laughs> such uh, a clever line. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm really starting to enjoy Warren Buffett and, and, and Charlie Munger. I, I, so good. I've reached the point. I don't know if you guys ever had this where you enjoy something so much. You, you experience a little bit of sadness because, you know, it's going to come to an end. Yeah, we were just talking about that today with the trip. Uh, but I, I'm like 100 hours in and there's another 100 hours. And I'm like sad that I know I'm going to be all caught up. And to get more content, I'm just going to have to fly down to Omaha. Which, by the way, I have no idea how many people are going to show up. Because I've been telling some of my friends in my life that, yeah, I'm going to go see Warren Buffett. And everybody's like, yo, I want to come. I want to come. So Wow. I, well, maybe we'll all Maybe go. we should go. I'm going. Yeah. Yo, Amber, but like, wait, Amber, I, Amber, I just want to make Amber. something clear. Like me... John and Austin will be sitting together. We're going to be in our hotel room. We're, you know, whether we sit together or not or whatever, that's, that's going to be a totally up to chance. If you want to show up. Well, no, I don't think it's a random thing. I think you. No, 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 no us three people. are going to other be together. Might not but I don't want people oh. to expect that, you know, like, I don't know. What's Amber, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Amber, that's the only just... thing I want to make clear. If you want to come and, and, and join us and meet Warren Buffett, I would really ask, really, really I ask. don't know if we're going to get to meet Warren Buffett. No, 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 like a one-sided yeah, meet, a one-sided yeah. meet. Like really see the oracle of Omaha. Yeah. Um, and by the way, I've been thinking about a question. You guys should also be thinking about a question. And part of the reason that I've been listening to every single meeting is because I want to ask him a question that has not been asked yet. So. Emmer. And then Emmer, you're going to spend all this time. And then the guy right before you. Oh. <laughs> is going to be me asking your question. <laughs> I'm not telling you my question. Yeah, that's yeah, Austin, what are you saying? Can you send me the shareholder meeting that you found the most value from? I kind of just want to get like a, a little taste. Probably 1999. 1999? Or 2000. I disagree because all they talk about is the economy and the downside, which I'm not interested in as much. If you're interested in how to react in a recession or no, 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 the one in two thousand. Wait, isn't is the one in two thousand when everyone's like, "Oh man, like this tech company, how come you don't want to invest in it?" Yeah, yeah, but that's the only good part, right? Wow, okay, it's pretty good. Like, I'll, I'll be honest, the one that got me into it is probably the best one, which is just the nineteen ninety four one. It's the first one. 
Like okay. you, yeah, they're all yeah. The, the original ones are funny too because he's like rushing. Where do you find these? Are they all on yeah. YouTube? Just go on Spotify. No, no, no don't no, Spotify. No. What yeah. is YouTube, bro? Go on, go on Spotify. <laughs> Still use that shit? Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, you go on Spotify. You type in Berkshire Hathaway Annual, and then you'll see a Spotify playlist with with a, a cartoon drawing of. Of Buffett and Munger. Berkshire Hathaway annual shareholder meeting. And then you click on it, and then you sort by date in reverse so that the 1994 one is showing first. They have a morning session and an afternoon wow. session. Wow. I'm looking at it right now. Austin, I'm going to be very real with you. This is not going to be a passive listening experience. This is an active listening experience. You should not be cooking, driving until you get to like 2001 and 2002 and have built that muscle. So you're going to be sitting there getting confused. So when I first started listening, I would have like a pen and paper. And whenever I get confused, I would just Google something or write it down and learn about it. Wow. So they're going to talk about derivatives training. They're going to talk about Solomon Brothers. They're going to talk about positions and their reinsurance businesses. They're going to talk about Supercat. These are all going to be crazy terms that you're hearing that you're just going to have to learn. Talking about writing spreadsheets. Or, or 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 reading balance sheets and why how it should be calculated around stock options and why that should be calculated as an expense and they're going to talk about amor- uh, reverse amortization and how that works and they're going to talk about stock buybacks they're going to talk about the price of their stock and how it's valued okay they're going to talk about a lot of things wow <laughs> john i know you've been through it but it's you know i want to make sure austin no, no, I'm no i know but them all right now list five or six things not 20 i'm looking at them all right now i, don't know, I just it, it's just fun so you're you're uh what Amber? you're at like 2002 i'm at 2003 or four actually okay cool and john i think has finished them yeah all right yeah. man well i'm gonna i gotta take off here but i think i'm gonna dial these in, dial one in this week yeah, I'm on 2004. But Austin, as well, like sometimes they're going to be talking about like the annual share, like the annual letters. You should be pausing the video and going to read the 1994 annual letter that this guy's asking a question about. So you get contact. Mm. So it may seem like, you know, these, these, these episodes are like two hours or four hours long, but you're going to be pausing and doing research. So, it, you know, each section, like each year is like 10 hours or 15 hours worth of work. Wow. So. Austin, if you, if you don't, if you want something that's maybe a little bit less work, you can you can go to this podcast called We Study Billionaires, or it's TIP, the, the Investors Podcast, and they have some of their earlier episodes. They do like a review of the annual shareholding meeting, so they take like five or six of the best questions, and then they like they like listen to Warren Buffett's response, and then they give their commentary on it. And those ones are really helpful, just kind of just like 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 you know they're a little bit like that's more forgiving it's not that intimidating it really isn't it really isn't Ammer, come on man it's it's you know it's 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 you know austin listen austin has a master's degree he's a pretty smart guy i trust that he can get through the original i know but there's a there's a very high chance that like the compliance rate of listening to an hour-long podcast where it's just the most important questions and review is going to be much higher than a five-hour fucking slog for a lot of people for a lot of people well, yeah, but I mean, it's like not who's going to go to the gym five days a week? Austin, two, Austin know? Wood, man, I'm betting on Austin. I don't know, man. It's I don't I don't know. Austin, we'll see. Let us know if you get to the five hour thing. It's it's for, like I don't know. Amber, like from my experience, even people that I think are into it into investing find it pretty sluggish. 
It takes a little bit to get used to his voice. What? Oh, it's so crispy. Well, maybe maybe earlier on. You're not you're not at the part where it gets. Yo, that podcast you just recommended to me, John, is amazing. Oh. The, uh, they have like yeah, a bunch of different people on here. Yeah, it's really good. I, I actually did, boys. I actually did try to like jump to the to like the 2022 and he would take like 10 minutes to, to make yeah, one yeah, sentence. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but but like I I think that's also a good exercise of uh of patience. So I think that'll be fun. Well, the 2021 was pretty bad. Like like for for his performance. 2020 like, content was good. Yeah. What? The, or the yeah, the, the one where covid hit. Yeah. Well, you can just play the speed at two times. I don't know. Either way, boys, I gotta go. Yeah, yeah, all good, man. All right, boys. Goodbye. Have a beautiful time. Hey, listeners, thanks so much for tuning in this week. As usual, you can find us on Instagram at the Weekly Call Pod or through email at theweeklycallpod at gmail.com for any questions or comments about any of our material and just to kind of pick our brain or even challenge us on a few things we said today. The intro and outro music was brought to you today by William Scott Thompson. You can find him on Spotify under that name. He has a lot of other great material on there that you can go listen to as well. Thanks so much for tuning in this week, guys. We'll see you soon.